Today is all about Iron Mike. Man, I mean, they're one of the best DJs I've ever heard. He gave me years and years of enjoyment on some of the worst drives home I could ever imagine. And he kept me laughing the whole time, buddy. 97.7 Hits FM. He will be greatly missed. We miss you, Iron Mike. Good morning. Hi, good morning. I'm calling about the classified information. Yeah. Classified ad. What about? Uh, as I saw an ad, you're looking for a, some help, a helper? No, I'm not. I uh, just got out of school, and I'm looking for a summertime job. No, sorry. You, you didn't put an ad in for bed helper? I don't make no classified ads. All right, then, never mind. May I just speak to the man of the house, please? Put on your honey. Well? Good morning. I'm calling about the classified information. Yeah, f*** off, asshole. You're off the wrong f***ing number. You dumb f***ing bastard. <laughs> uh, uh, we're going to get some classic Mike bits all day long So uh, we look forward to those We are going to talk with Brett Ness in a couple minutes Or uh, next um, He's been in the building forever And he was here when Mike started So <laughs> most most awesome hair and mustache yeah. you've ever seen. Oh, old Brett pictures? Old yeah. Brett pictures. Yeah, he's the Brett Ness monster, man. Yeah. <laughs> and that is quite literally what he looked like. We have uh, a recorded message right now Yep, from Michelle Cruz. We didn't work together long. I was uh, part of the Hits FM family for six years, but we did different things. I did, however, do traffic for Iron Mike in the morning for a bit. Talked about backups on the QEW through Stoner Creek and over to Fred Erie and the Peace Bridge. <laughs> Good times. He got a kick out of that. But I found myself back then always wanting to be around Benson, not just at work, where I needed my daily fix of, hey, Cruzado, which was a Brazilian currency back in the 80s, which made me feel that Mike always thought I was valuable. But outside of work, too, at events. And it wasn't just me. God, people flocked to that guy. They adored him, wanted to tell him their life stories, because he was their buddy. And you know what? He listened to every single story. I was an Iron Mike Benson listener long before I was his colleague. I played the teaser in my car, just like everyone else. Remember, I got through once after an hour of trying, sure that everyone else on the planet was an idiot, and my answer was going to win me some gift certificate. He answered, Hi, it's FM. I said my answer, and I got, you stupid dick. <laughs> I never told him that I got through. I also never told him that whenever I heard white snakes, slow and easy, I thought of him. Nothing kinky or anything. I just remember hearing him introduce it one afternoon. Best intro I'd ever heard. Miss you, buddy. So much it hurts. Cruzado. We have on the phone right now Brett Ness, who still works in this building. Over on the girl station. Yeah, easy. Uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, I like girls, okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that's well, not what your mustache used to say. But, uh, hey, that was the thing, man. <laughs> uh, there is a video on the Facebook page that somebody posted of you guys. At, I think it's Christmas Party 1997 or something. Oh, yeah. And your hair and mustache are fantastic. It was huge. It was huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go big or go home. Right. I learned that from Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, you wanted to call in today and talk about Mike, so... So um, we'll leave it up to you. What uh, what do you feel like sharing with everybody today, Brett? Well, the thing about Mike, um, he was just a, he was just a, a sincere guy, uh, and he was the same guy off the air that he was on the air. And I think that's the biggest compliment you can pay anyone that does a radio show because the guy wasn't phony. He couldn't he couldn't be phony if he tried. I mean, 
he just was a genuine and an easygoing guy, down to earth. And if Mike asked you how's things going, he really want he really wanted to know. He really meant it. Um, and uh, you know, when I first when I first met Mike, I'd been listening to him for years. On uh, used to work at one hundred three point three, the Fox, which is long since gone. And uh, and believe it or not, they they let him go, which was the stupidest thing ever, but the best thing for Hits FM. And I think it was like ninety five or something like that. We were doing Hits FM was doing the show at some dumpy bar at the end of the lane, and he came out, and we hung out and had a few beers, and and I talked to him a bit, and and I realized what a just a real genuine guy he was. So I was going to MC the show. I brought Mike up on stage, and of course everyone went nuts. They're so glad to have Mike on Hits FM, and the lineup to talk to Mike was incredible. Everyone wanted to go and hang out with Mike, and he talked to everybody. And he was always genuinely surprised when folks were excited to see him. Like, that that was Mike. He was like, wow. He was really, really surprised. Uh, took the time to talk to everybody, and always turned it back on, on, on the person he was talking to, wanted to know what they were all about, where they worked, you know, what they did with their spare time, why they listened to him, why would they bother listening to a goof like him. Um, and that was that was just that was just Mike. He was always just really really down to earth that way. And the thing a lot of folks don't know about Benson is where he got his name from. You know where he got his name from? Yeah, we've learned through the last. But uh, not everybody knows. No. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Um, because his dad's name was Ben, so he called himself Ben's son. So he always had to spell it with two S's. If you ever wrote it with one, he got pissed off. Mm-hmm. So it was Ben's son. So. And uh, he's just a great guy. Mike and I were, uh, Mike's a big uh, NHL fan, of course, Sabre. I'm a big Flyer fan. We had a standing bet every year for a case of beer. Um, and we used to go to the HSBC Arena and watch games together. And I swear, he was the first one to ever call it the Hot Sauce and Blue Cheese Arena. That was Mike's, uh, <laughs> that was Mike's thing as well, for sure. So, uh, yeah, awesome yeah. guy, a lot of fun. Um, and even though you know we worked together for 10 years on hits, Worked in the same building, but we always uh, we always kept up and and uh, as I said, Mike always wanted to know how you know how's your wife, how's your kid, how's things, how's family, and that's just the kind of guy Mike is and yeah. was. In our short time here, uh, we're going to know Mike. That's the one thing we have taken away from from this is that how uh, just good a good good guy, like just a good guy. And there's so few good guys in this industry, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, you know it was just he was always. Genuine and kind and and gracious and e- even when we ate almost all of his Werther's candies, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah, he was cool with it. He, he, yeah, he always cool. brought food too. Yeah, that was he, the thing. He'd make yeah. a sandwich. He'd make a sandwich with enough meat on it for like an entire deli, yeah. <laughs> and then he then he'd. He'd go, oh, I can't eat all this. Well, no shit, Mike, you can't eat all this. <laughs> then he'd leave it, because Mike, Mike used to work till 6, and I used to work, like, we'd do music notes at 6 together from yeah, 6 till yeah, 7, and yeah. then I'd be on at night. Right. And Mike would always say, well, here, I didn't eat all this. And, and uh, I'd say, well, did you expect you were ever going to, you know? And, yeah. But he made it because he wanted to leave food for you. Go to feed the troops, he'd say, you know? And he'd leave this sandwich and just don't snacks leave, uh... and, and veggies and stuff from his garden, and it was... Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah, just yeah. don't leave an empty pop can on his on the desk, though, boy. <laughs> Mike will let you hear it. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for calling, Brett, and sharing stuff. Do you want to uh, you want to play a song that? Uh, yeah, yeah. One of the bands I always think about when I think of Mike, I think of the Goo Goo Dolls because he championed them so big back in the early nineties. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's so. own. Yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, I, I know Mike would laugh at this, but there's a song um, called "Cause You're Gone." <laughs> okay. And it reminds me of Mike, so I'd love to play the goose because you're gone and you ain't coming back, buddy. Going to read a few comments off the Facebook page, too. We don't have texting today. Of course, today of all days, the texting crapped out on us, but, um, but people are posting tons on the Facebook page. So um, 
We'll read some of them. Jason, you want to read one first? Or? Sure, yeah. From a guy I actually used to work with, Mike, from Todd Modem. I, used to, uh, I worked with Mike for six years. It hits every time Mike played Kiss Domino. He'd hit the fart cart <laughs> when uh, Gene says a line about bending over. We'd all howl in the studio, childish, but it was so much fun. Uh, so uh, let her rip, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's one from Dalton Miller. It says, I'm on the road uh, to all sorts of places for work. I always listen to his show. And the work van is the only person to ever get me laughing my ass off in traffic on the DVP during the afternoon rush. His jokes and name-calling were hilarious, but also his general sense of compassion to his fellow man. Yeah. He didn't get out there and meet the people because of his job. He got out there and met them because that's who he was. I miss hearing his voice during those crappy drives. We have lost one hell of a man, RIP, Iron Mike. And that's basically how we feel. Yeah, um, that's, that's a common sentiment, you know. Well, we lost a good guy, you know, regardless of how tremendous his career was. Mm-hmm. None of that matters to us fellow radio people like uh, there's some very successful people in this business that are awful people yeah and, and we uh, wouldn't care if they died no but we do care that mike did but mike was a good man and uh it's sad that he's gone yep. so we're gonna keep uh playing some uh, phone calls from you reading some messages and talking to some people we're gonna talk to uh, guns in a couple minutes right here uh, on our iron mike tribute show on 97.7 hits fm we're joined now by gonzo hey hey uh how many runs did you have here at hits fm sir um, I think it's four, but unofficially five because they did lay me off at one time for about two weeks and then call me back uh, when I was working a weekend shift at that time. So probably four or five tours. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And how many of those were alongside Mike? Uh, well, Mike, I, I was doing afternoon drive probably. I think it was probably about 94, 95. And then they, they uh, brought this uh, big shot in from uh, Buffalo. Of course, I was... At the time, pretty upset about that, but then yeah. I got to know Mike, and we became friends, and, and obviously, um, as we speak about this, you know, 15 years later or whatever it is, um, they made a great move because they brought in a guy that uh, was just a staple in that area and just a perfect guy for that position. So um, I, I remember Mike and I used to, uh, you know, it's kind of a peace offering because you know what it's like in radio, guys. We're we're competitive people, and mm-hmm. we all hate each other usually. Yeah. Well, kind, yeah, kind of in a way, and yeah. and uh, but not really. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like being on a team in many respects. You know, you want to play on the first line, and when a winger comes up and replaces you, you get your nose out of joint a little <laughs> bit because it's we're a type ego driven people. Yeah. Um, but you know. Um, Mike and I decided we were going to celebrate Fridays with a six-pack of beer um, between our two shifts. So we did that every Friday, and that was fun. And, <laughs> and, and he's the kind of guy that you just can't get mad at, right? So no. it's impossible. Like I've never seen such a perfect brat before in my life than uh, Mike Benson. He was just a guy that basically never got in trouble because you couldn't give him hell. No, we, we, we've commented on how... It, it's true. I mean, we've said some things here, very innocent things that have uh, got us in quite a bit of trouble, yet Mike is able to call people things unimaginable on other radio stations, <laughs> and people just laugh and call it back, and yeah. nobody wrote any letters to the CBSC yeah. or anything like that. No, no, like, he's untouchable. Like, how does he do this? Well, there was a certain amount of charm about him <laughs> in that regard, and uh, when I do, uh, I know exactly what you guys are talking about, we try to toe the line and figure out where we're, you know, what point we get in trouble and push it as far as we can, push the envelope, you know, um, uh, to push buttons and such. But when I construct these kinds of bits, and, and I'm sure you guys are the same way in many respects, uh, you uh, think about people like Mike and how we'd handle that so that you can save your ass every once in a while and, <laughs> and also save your boss's ass because they're the ones that have to take the phone calls all the time. So, yeah. But even even in the building, like we... 
you know, we have very limited experience with Mike because, you know, we've only been here a couple of years and we were on opposite yeah. shifts and a lot of that time he was off, you know, fighting, fighting the cancer. So, but um, in meetings, Mike could say things to people that, and the whole room would laugh and yeah. even the person would laugh and we say one thing and the whole room goes quiet. And, right. that, and, and we're now called we're, in for a meeting afterwards. Yeah, we're the, we're the dicks, <laughs> but, but Mike's the hero and he said something 10 times worse. So there's just something about that guy, man. That's there's great. just something about him. So. Yeah, you know, and he was full of irony too. Um, you know, irony Mike Benson would have been a good name for him too. <laughs> you know, here's the guy that uh, he, he sounds like a beer drinking chicken wing eater, and he kind of is. He has been, but then you know, the true Mike was the guy that went home and drank wine and gardened. You know, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know Bruce has brought that up from time to time, and it is it really does uh, some Mike up uh, perfectly because you know he was he was a gentle man. He really was a gentle guy, and uh, even though he had that. That that name and that uh, reputation and that voice, uh, you know, he he just was a kind dude. And you you know, you think back and you you work with so many people, and you're really lucky to work with a couple of them because um, you know you're just blessed in your career to to meet certain people. And there's only a handful of them, right, guys? I mean, honestly, yeah, yeah you're right. You're yeah. completely right. Yeah. Yep. So you know, I'm I'm blessed to have worked with that guy and and gotten to know him. And uh, I do, uh, you know, in my mind, I, I uh, use him as a reference point often. Well, we want to uh, thank you very much for taking the time to call us. Hey man, thanks for calling me. I'm I'm just more than happy to be on this radio station another time for sure. <laughs> six times now, six times. Six, six, okay, six. so it's now officially six times. <laughs> thanks to you guys. I hope you're doing well down there. I'm I'm glad you joined a great little radio station that I am so very proud of. Yeah, we're having a good time. We're having a, we're having a great time. Is there a song that you want to? Uh... Uh, we we have know, one here that you requested or that we've been given that you requested. I don't know if it's true. but uh, uh, Mike was uh, kind of a bad-to-the-bone kind of guy right. in his own little way. So I, was, you know, I could hear Thurgood on his show anytime, and it would uh, fit. So that's the one that I thought of. All right. Sounds good. We'll do it. Thank you. Hey, good, uh, sir. Have a good one down there in the frontier, guys. You too, we, we appreciate you, too. Okay, thanks for checking right. in. Thanks, thanks. Bye. Uh, John Gonzo Mark sharing his memories of Iron Mike. We've been joined by... Um, uh, a familiar person to us in the room. We've, uh, I've worked with Shannon uh, in kind of a partial way back on another old radio station I used to work at. That's right. And uh, but you were Mike's first morning co-host here in 2004. Yeah, it was way back then. We actually uh, we started off doing traffic together. Yeah. I came here probably like you guys did, and from out of town, and didn't really know anyone, and hadn't really been to St. Catharines. And Mike kind of took me under his wing and helped me out when he was here. You know, he was the guy that kind of took me around the White House, introduced me to everyone, and typed out Slappy for the side of my headphones. I started off as Slacker. Yeah. And then he, he uh, would call me Slappy, and by the end of it, it was Slap Nuts, which <laughs> was, it didn't bother me because it was always funny. Like, yeah, he yeah, made yeah. fun of me all the time, but it was hilarious, so you couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, Mike, we just talked about this with, uh, with Gonzo. Mike had a way of being able to say anything to anyone and no one ever getting offended by it for some reason. I know. It was weird how that worked. He would yeah. call himself a uh, a wordsmith. <laughs> and he'd, he'd do the crossword every single yeah. day. He'd bring in all the papers. He was that guy that went... He did crossword puzzles. He did crossword puzzles. He'd grab, <laughs> That's great. He'd, That's he'd grab great. the newspaper um, from the front in the morning. He'd bring in his own newspapers and he'd always... You could take whatever you wanted, but he'd do the crossword. And somehow he did. He he got away with saying whatever he wanted. He would uh, 
he would come up with words and what he wanted to say, and you know, you knew what he was saying, but and it was always dirty, and, but he got away with that. Some of them didn't make sense, let's be honest. We've listened to uh, a whole bunch of Mike's name calling, and some of them really, like, oh, solo flute doesn't him. make any sense to me, but it was funny no matter what it he was. said. It was. He was probably the funniest guy I ever met. Um, he used to come in here and... He'd bring like the biggest lunches. He'd have homemade soups, and homemade stews, feeding everybody, and sandwiches. Yeah, and he would if he didn't eat it all, he'd leave it for whoever was around. And it was always a huge deal. Whoever got Benson's sandwich lucked out that day because you knew like you weren't going to be hungry for a couple of hours. Uh, it's Shannon Slack we're talking to. She's here to help us uh, ruin her mic, and uh, she worked with Mike. Well, two, how long? 2004 till when? Um, it work? was uh, 2009, I think. So was, a good five years. Five yeah, years it, was about, it was about five years. And, uh, Is that when you started having children and, and uh, by um, like the dozens? And yeah, pretty much. Radio? Yeah. 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 Um, we, uh, <laughs> Let's show 19 kids in counting. <laughs> I actually... Uh, uh, Mike, I can actually uh, thank Mike for my life right now, how it is. Wow. Um, I have three kids now. One of them's Mike's? Uh, no. <laughs> no, okay. So no, I was just clarifying. They're both very loyal people. Let's, uh, let's not throw that around. Yeah. Um, no, Mike, if it wasn't for Mike, I wouldn't have married the person I did. And oh, I nice. probably wouldn't have ended up with three kids either. So. And you're happy about that? I am happy about okay, that, good. yeah. Mike Mike was a good guy. Um he uh, back in 2004, we we went away um, with a bunch of listeners to hedonism. And oh, did this, you now? Oh, this did you? is it's a good story. All right, let's go. This is uh, this is probably uh, Mike's favorite story. So we um, it was a big party, obviously, and we were still doing cut-ins. And I went to his hotel room at probably about seven in the morning to do a cut-in, and I was in pretty rough shape. And I walked in and just kind of flopped on the bed, and Benson just starts howling, and I'm like, "What's so funny?" Slappy, you just put your head in the wet spot. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> oh, that's how you became slap nuts right there. Uh, I okay. guess, I guess that's, that's where that, that name started. Um, and also, <laughs> I'm, I feel very lucky, though, because I was able to, um, because of Bruce, the boss, um, who kept all of us updated that, you know, worked with Mike and he didn't have to. We hadn't talked. I talked to Mike off and on, but didn't yeah. know everything. And uh, because of that, I got to see Mike uh, probably about a month ago. And I was kind of scared to go to his house because I hadn't seen him in a couple of years. And I walked up and wasn't really sure what to expect. And he just gave me the biggest hug ever, longest hug. And um, we hung out. We sat in the sun, had a couple of drinks. And that's what Mike used to love to do. The guy loved the sun. He's a beach bum. And we chatted. Could, and couldn't hold a tan, though, for the life of the boy. <laughs> I've never seen of, a darker white man in yeah, my life. Like, pictures was, him. He looks East Indian. <laughs> yeah, he really does. Yeah. And, and the, funny thing, the funny thing is, is he'd walk in and he'd be like, oh, I need to get some sun. I'm like, dude, you've got sun. You're, you're dark. <laughs> you're a different race now. Man. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, we sat there and we talked and, you know, there was, uh, there was nothing more than he wanted um, than to be back on the air at the station. And he was telling about how there was a line that had been put into his house and he was able to do cut-ins and he was so excited. He could, he could hardly wait to do that. Um, he, loved, he loved this place. He loved everyone that worked here. Um, while I was there, he got this delivery in a box and he was sitting there opening it up and he pulled out a pack of Jolly Ranchers and he said, you know what, Slappy? He said, it's the little things. He said, I can't believe whoever had sent him those Jolly Ranchers, yeah. you know, yeah. it was the small things for him that, that made him feel good. Uh, he was definitely a man of the people and, um, a genuine one, you know, mm -hmm. like he, yeah. from when we noticed, uh, when people come up and talk to us, um, about Mike. 
they would just tell us, like, you know, what a good dude. That guy, you know, came to my shop and talked to me yeah. for like 45 minutes. Personal and, story. Yeah. Not just what he did on the air. Yeah. You know, it was, it was the, the connection he made. And, um, when, when we, we, when we took over mornings and we started doing the lunch stuff, um, the morning grind, it was called, yeah, I yeah. guess, uh, People were generally disappointed uh, <laughs> that it was there. us and now, and now Mike just because they had done it before with him and they had that connection and they, and they really wanted to see their friend again. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, he's a great guy. So And, you know, he always used to say on the air whenever we'd go, I loved going out on the road with him because um, just the way the listeners would just run up to him. And he'd always say, you know, come on by, I want to shake your hands. And he legitimately wanted to shake everybody's hands and he did. That's the yeah. kind of guy that he was. Yeah. Um, yeah, J- Jason does too. He just uses Purell right after. Yeah, <laughs> it's just me. It's yeah. like, I don't. I don't want to give you anything that I have. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, is there uh, any other specific things you want to mention before we play the song? Um, no, just that you know, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, I was able to see him a few weeks ago, and um, how he he just kind of like I said took me under his wing when he was here, and you know he was he was just a good guy. He he didn't have an ego. He was one of those guys that, you know, he wasn't better than everyone because he was on the air. He treated everybody like their buddy, yeah. and, and he was just a good guy. And I think that's why it's been so hard for everyone is you don't uh, you don't get good guys like that anymore. That's true. You Not know? in this business. And he could talk yeah. to anyone, right? Yeah, he yeah. could talk to an old lady. He could talk to anyone. Yeah. And, you know, he, uh, he he just got along with everyone. Um, yeah, he was, he was fantastic. Well, I remember, just to make you feel better. Uh, you're probably the most asked about former uh, employee on this yeah. radio station that we get asked about uh, a lot for. Just, 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 just so you know the yeah. effect you also had on people uh. in, in your time here. And if you weren't on a mission to repopulate uh. the planet <laughs> per- personally with, with yeah. 75 babies, yeah. uh, you know, um, it, we're, we're glad you're back and thank you for sharing. Thank your, you. Your I had I had a great time here and Hits was, uh, it's, the, it's the best radio station ever and I mean, Mike just, he was hilarious. Like, yeah. I feel so lucky. I, I would come into work and he, I would laugh the whole time because he was so funny. Um, we're going to send a song out to him. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come yeah. back and you can send a song out to Mike, okay? Cool. It's uh, Shannon Slack joining us as we remember Iron Mike on 97.7 Hits FM. <laughs> this is a classic one. This is a classic Mike bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hey, you'll like this one. You'll uh, remember it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's called Beaver Cleaners. <laughs> and uh, remembering Iron Mike today on 97.7 Hits FM. Hello, is this Beaver Cleaners? Yeah. Hi, I'm calling. I need an estimate done. Uh, do you do dry cleaning on furs and uh, um, beaver uh, coats and stuff? Dry cleaning? Furs? Yes, I need a, I need an estimate. I have a, a stuffed beaver. It's uh, from the Netherlands, from down under. And uh, I want to know if you do that kind of cleaning on the, this kind of furry things uh, like beavers. It's called, this is Beaver Cleaners, right? Hello, is this Beaver Cleaners? Yeah, sorry, I'm not English very well. You don't speak English too good? No. All right, here's the deal. I've got a beaver, and it's kind of smelly. It's got mildew, you know, the mold and mildew smell. Do you get that smell out uh, of the beaver? I'm not, I understand. Call again. You don't understand? Yeah. It's a big, stinky beaver, and uh, it's stuffed. And uh, it's uh, it's a family heirloom. It's been used quite a bit. And uh, I saw your name in the book, Beaver Cleaners. So do you clean beavers? Yeah, clean us beaver. You clean? You have the cleanest beaver? Yeah. Okay. What about? I uh, have a muff. Uh, one of those hand warmers. You know what a muff is? Keeps your hands warm. It's a beaver muff, 
and it got wet, pewy. It is really pewy, and I need to have that cleaned, disinfected, and uh, trimmed up a little. It's got some long hairs on it. Do you do trimming of beavers? Sorry, uh, one hour coral game. Uh, one hour coratizing? Yeah. You could do that much. How much for uh, to clean a uh, beaver muff? Just the muff. Muff? Yeah. How much? Muff, muff, muff somewhere. It's a muff. It's a beaver muff. Aren't you the beaver cleaners? Yeah. Okay, good. Okay, uh, I'm sorry. We're having a hard time communicating. Can I bring the beaver down and you can get a whiff? If I bring it in there, will you take a look in there? One hour coral again. Okay, one hour. Yeah. How much? Ten dollars? One hour. One hour. Yeah. All right, I'll call you back in an hour. Yeah. All right, I'll bring the muff with me. Celebrating Iron Mike Benson. Iron Mike made us laugh. It's like a brother to all of us. I'll just say we lost a great man. My children weren't brought up on milk. They were brought up on Iron Mike Benson. Iron Mike, you're one solid dude, man. 97.7 Hits FM. We are joined by a... Uh, Another former friend, well, not former friend, still friend, but uh, former co-worker. co-worker with Mike. Uh, Johnny Crow is on the phone. Good morning, Johnny. Hey, guys. How are you? We're good. We're good. Uh, you uh, you were with Mike from like 2004 to about 2010-ish, right? Yeah, it would have been that uh, when we did the show together in uh, a couple of years before. I think I was at Hits FM from 2001. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, good run. Um, and you produced a show for him and kind of co- co-hosted and hung out and made, uh, we heard you making some duck sound effects in the background of a couple phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between duck sound effects and uh, the banana phone song, I right. think we gave yeah. Bruce, your boss there, a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, what do you want to share with everyone today? What what uh, what special memory of, of you and Mike do you want to pass on, everyone? One of my favorite ones was every valentine's day we uh we came up with the idea for iron mike to give people vd and uh so (laughs) we had this big sign that said i got vd from iron mike and what we would do is we would go and bring flowers and chocolate and uh steaks (laughs) for guys on valentine's day right yeah (laughs) and we showed up at one guy's house and from a prior marriage his wife got him to get a vasectomy okay and now that marriage had fallen apart. He was with this new woman, and we talked him into reversing his vasectomy <laughs> and have a baby. <laughs> and uh, so we found this out on Valentine's Day when we dropped off the chocolate and everything. We got a call about a year later. It actually happened. He got his wife, his new wife, knocked up. <laughs> and I'm not sure if we uh, we... we Proposed for him to uh, to name the the baby Michael Jonathan, but we, we have no idea if that actually happened or not. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> uh, we're talking to Johnny Crow. Uh, work with Iron Mike uh, from 2004 to 2010 on on his show. Um, we we've been hearing a lot of stories today about uh, we're playing a lot of stuff we did on air, but most of the stuff uh, that people want to talk to us about feel that work with Mike uh, through the years are, are basically what a quality guy he was. And and in this industry, as you know, uh, as all of us do know, how far and few truly good human beings and and giving and uh, you know no ego type because this is a you know you gotta have an ego to do this job, uh, but somehow Mike didn't. And um, any kind of personal stuff you remember that Mike might have uh, you know in a way kind of touched you in that kind of an aspect. Not well, no, Mike never actually touched me. Yeah, I was gonna say not. 
<laughs> not, not physically, but uh, you know what I mean. And just you know, because we just hear you know he was always doing favors for people and and you know always giving his time up for people and uh, you know always a time for everyone. Well, he was he was the nicest guy in the world. You know, I yeah. I got hired on right out of college, and and I didn't really know anything about radio, and just started producing his morning show. You know, I do mornings now in Edmonton, and I, everything I learned about mornings I learned from Mike. He was the nicest guy. It didn't matter how crap his day was going. If you called into the show, he talked to you with a smile, called you a monkey slapper or poop shoot groupie. Yeah. And that's that's quite a quite the, a name. The one it? the one we yeah. heard today that we liked was Ham Wallet. That was probably oh. my favorite one today. Well, there's also Squish Mitten. Yeah. 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 Whereas where a glove, a Squish glove can take one finger at a time. The mitten will take an entire fist. Yeah, that's yeah. that's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, true. It, it, it will. Yeah, it, it will. will. It will. Sometimes uh, too. <laughs> uh, it's Johnny Crow. Johnny, do you want to? Uh, is there a song you want to send to Mike? Or, or uh, you know, or is a song that reminds you of Mike? For the life of me, when you guys sent me this email last week and told me which song to play, I can't remember which one I told you to play. I think it was the first one that you guys ever played as a show together. That's the oh, one we have would, here. Yeah, that would be uh, Iron Man. Black Sabbath was the first uh, song we ever played in September of two thousand four. How would you forget that? <laughs> I don't know. I was His name was Iron names. Mike Benson. <laughs> He's I was thinking of dirty names for vaginas. <laughs> uh, Johnny, thanks for calling us and sharing your memories today, man. We appreciate it, okay? Got it, boys. God bless you. And now we're joined by uh, Leslie Kaz, who was uh, Mike's second co-host here for a while. Um, and uh, how are we doing today, Leslie? I'm great. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show. This is a huge honor. I, uh, I love that man long time. So uh, I really appreciate being able to... Uh, to be on the program this morning. Uh, no problem. Um, you know, uh, you were one of the uh, first to jump at the chance when I, when the uh, when the message was sent out that we're doing this. And uh, was um, what, now? How long were you with Mike? Like, how long did you work beside? Well, Mike? I was, as you so aptly said, I was only brought in once Shannon Slack started pumping out babies. Right. So right, yeah. I was actually the first. Like I, I came in for a mat leave, but when I got hired uh, to come out to hits, it was uh, Mike and Johnny were already on the air, and I was brought in to do. Uh, <laughs> an interview, but let's really put that word in quotation marks. Basically, I sat in an office with Mike and Johnny. Johnny slumped back on his chair with his gut hanging out and asked me whether or not I preferred Eddie Van Halen or David Lee Roth, and my, and my acceptance onto the program was going to be based on my answer to that question. And Mike Benson fell asleep in the meeting. So, so when he woke up, I was hired, and he just kind of had to go along with it. Now, it was my first morning show ever. I had worked in radio a bit before that, but kind of behind the scenes. So I really, and I, I, I'm still working in radio, I do a morning show out in Ottawa, so really everything I know about morning shows in general, about, uh, about rock radio for sure, I learned under the wing of Iron Mike Benson. I have never, and to this day, have never met a kinder soul, and as you guys have been saying all morning, you know, this business is just wrought with horrendous human beings, and, uh, <laughs> and he's just, you know, and he's so not one of them, he never was, he really had no ego, he had that twinkle in his eye, like he was still five years old up until the very end. He was, I always like to say, he reminded me of every guy I ever went to high school with and, of course, became good friends with in that 
I, I never I never lit the fire. I just held the matches. Yeah. You know, and and Mike would always be the one to take the matches out of your hand, and I Lord love him for that because that's where all the, the you know that's where all the gold was. That was where all the good stuff was. And even listening back to some of those old calls of him crank calling and God Beaver's cleaners still cracks me up to this day. Oh yeah, he just you know he just had that that gut feeling of where the laugh was, and not many people are good at that. And you're either born with it or you're not. I think, and and he was man. Yeah, no, yeah, he uh, sure. he knew. And like we've been saying all morning, for some reason, Mike was always forgiven. Absolutely. You know? Like, it didn't matter how horrendous and awful thing he said. No, it was those blue eyes. How yeah. are you going to stay mad yeah. at that face? Yeah. <laughs> I know. And he would just say the most uh, obscene things. He, You know, I still, one of my favorite lessons I ever learned from him was I, uh, I went to, I told what, <laughs> I told a story that was horrendously embarrassing about myself, which was really just a, a sign of things to come in my career, but nonetheless, and I was, you know, the mics go off, and I'm just mortified, and I can't believe I've said this, and oh my God, my dad was listening, this is going to be the worst thing ever, and he looks at me, and he just kind of, you know, that little twinkle in his eye, he says, it's just show business, baby, and I said, well, but I know, but people are going to hear, he says, nobody ever knows what the whole story is except for you, so just give them the good parts, wait till the laugh, take a bow, and get the hell out. Yeah. And to this day, I'll, I'll never forget that lesson. I, truthfully, I mean, I'm not going to go all deep on you here, but you could, that's a life lesson, you know? Like, yeah. take it's the true. laugh and take a bow. Yeah, and, and, know, and know when the punches and then when to go. You, you got know? it, and boy did he ever. And yeah. uh, I will be forever grateful for the time I spent with him. He really was. I know people have been gushing about him all morning, but I might as well jump on the bandwagon. He really was one of the sweetest men you could ever know. And for all the stink fingers... And the squish mittens that you would hear on the air. There was still Forget the ham wallet. Ham yeah, wallet. And the ham wallet. Yeah, yeah. God, that's a good one. I got to bring that one back into heavy do rotation. It. Yeah, do it. You Just know, in everyday life, do it. I should. I really should. But you know, for all of those names, there was still this sweet man who would show up every morning with this homemade lunch that Amy would make him, and like Shannon said, those gigantic sandwiches. And he'd always share his food, and he'd all these little snack bags, and he'd talk about his garden, and he'd, you know, I I was at an event once, and people, you know, everyone always wants to buy Mike Benson a, a drink, so he's got more beers than he knows to do with and he just kept putting them in my purse he just take them home for later you'll enjoy these. <laughs> but i can't drink all of these i won't be able to walk out of here but people keep buying them yeah. for me uh it's uh there's definitely the theme that's running through like and you said this and we've said it all morning and hopefully this isn't going to wreck the illusion for people that love radio but the the people that work in this industry are not known at least in our jobs on air for some reason are not usually good human beings uh it takes a certain kind of ego to get to this level and a certain kind of attitude and um you know he was a true gentleman he uh, really and, was you know when when you move when he made the choice to move to drive he made the choice to as you know the morning shows take priority in radio which um is hard for some somebody like mike who you would think who'd been in that spot for so long was used to be in the top dog and then all of a sudden he's not uh, and uh or as it's perceived yeah it's perceived right not not the reality of it but the perception so then we you know we came in and he was nothing but gracious and amazing and and uh so kind whereas other people i've been in jobs where that's happened and they were just awful awful and and vindictive and terrible and mike was just fantastic well and i think that's kind of the sign of or or really a comment on how what a high quality of of talent he really was on on air and off yeah but i mean when you actually have the goods like he had the goods there's really no reason reason to be a dick you know like you don't have to be that guy because you're not defending your turf everyone already knows and he had this sort of this very quiet um confidence to him you know i mean 
for anybody who heard him on air, he was anything but quiet. But, you know, but he wasn't that guy in the hallways. He was never the guy going like, hey, check me out. Look what I just did. He was just this sweet, kind soul who happened to be impossibly inappropriate and hilarious on, on air. You know, that was the, it was the perfect sort of juxtaposition of Iron Mike was this loud mouth stink finger guy and a sorry ham wallet and uh you know and then the guy you knew off the air who was just this sweet genuinely good human being we're uh we're talking to leslie kaz uh who uh, worked with iron mike in uh probably mid 2000s if, if my numbers are right and uh we're going to come back with leslie because she has a song she wants to uh, play uh, to help us remember Mike. And uh, we'll be back more celebrating Iron Mike on 97.7 Hits FM. Uh, welcome back. Bigs and Bar Show. We're uh, almost in our shift on the uh, tribute to Iron Mike Benson. Um, we'll be out here in Polly and I'm going to take over and KK will pop in. And, uh, you know, they're going to talk to a whole whack more people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll give you that list in a second. We, we're still talking with uh, Leslie Kaz, who uh, worked with Mike on the morning show for um, for a good stint. And she... She wanted to send a song, and you had a story attached to the song, right? I do. Uh, when this song first came out, uh, it's The True's Man of Two Minds. I just loved this song. I thought this was just, I loved the guitar in it. I loved the whole feel of the song. And, of course, you know, you listen to the lyrics, and it's about a guy deciding which girl he's going to pick. The song first comes out, and I, I'm raving about it in the studio, and I said, oh, and it's just such a beautiful song, you know? And it's just, oh, man, it really gets me. And Mike looks at me and goes, it's a beautiful song. It's about a guy being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never been able to hear the song the same way since. I still love the song, but I will always think of Iron Mike whenever I hear it. Well, thank you for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, good luck in Ottawa. And uh, I'm sure those that remember you uh, remember you fondly. So we, we thank you for, for stopping by. Well, many thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Leslie. Leslie Kaz. That's it for us. We're, uh, yeah. We got half the show and we're honored to do it. The Mm -hmm. tribute to Iron Mike. And, uh, we thank you for listening. We thank everyone who called in to talk and showed up to talk about Mike, uh, from Johnny Crow to Shannon Slack, Gonzo, Brett Ness, uh, Michelle Cruz, and everybody. And now there's a whole lot more coming through this afternoon with Pauly. Um, so you're going to be in for a, a good. A good, a good show up, you know. It, sh- oh, yeah. it shows when, you know, everyone, when the message went out that we're doing this show, the amount of people that wanted to um, contribute to it really show what a quality act, uh, class act Mike was and what a good guy. So um, we're going to hear from this afternoon. Cahill's coming. Uh, Randy Taylor will mm-hmm. be uh, stopping in. Karen Steele as well. Uh, and uh, up real soon is uh, Tony Magoo. Who Mike worked with at a couple stations in Buffalo. Yeah, like really early. Like it was that was yep. that was early, early Iron Mike, and uh, it just shows the kind of effect he had on people. And uh, Opie from Opie and Anthony wrote a really nice tribute to he Mike did, too yeah. on the Facebook page because yeah. uh, he worked with Mike way back in Buffalo. Also, so a lot of people uh, wanted to. to let you know that you were right to be a fan of Iron Mike because uh, he wasn't just a, a great broadcaster. He was a good guy. So uh, you got three more hours of that. We are out of here. Paul will be taking over. Thank you for uh, for listening today. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll be back Monday. Yep. And uh, we hope you enjoy the rest of the day and uh, help remember us in a good way, in a positive way. Remember Iron Mike. It's Paulie Morris and the Mike Benson Tribute Show. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the people who have shared the microphone with Iron Mike Benson are going to be on the air today. And uh, I'm going to be here till 3 o'clock, and I have the pleasure to talk to a couple of guys who work with Iron Mike Benson before he arrived here at Hits FM. And joining me on the phone right now is Tony Magoo, who is with him at the Bear in Buffalo, 1077. Polly, pleasure. Who's the other idiot that agreed to do this? Uh, <laughs> Meltdown. <laughs> oh, okay, Meltdown. cool. Meltdown's going to be on uh, at 1 o'clock, uh, late, uh, the 1 o'clock this afternoon. 
So uh, you guys were chums before he arrived here at the White House of Rock. And before I get started here, I want to tell you something. I, you, you would not believe the number of people who have called the radio station over the course of the last week who remembered those days in Buffalo. It's incredible wow. the legion really? uh, the, the legions of fans that remember Mike when he was working on the other side of the ditch. <laughs> it's it's they're all like your boss Bruce, easily amused if they were listening to us, man. <laughs> <laughs> so God. tell me, uh, share some stuff about Iron Mike Benson. You know what was he like in those old days? I mean, that's man, going back a long time, right? Well, first of all, we were a lot skinnier and a lot cuter. Okay. <laughs> We were hittable, you know? (laughs) 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 We started out in the nightclub business. You know, at least I did. I started out in the bar business in 72 playing Beatles tunes at a a bar behind Buffalo State Teachers College. And Mike started at a place called The Woodshed. And he actually started by making those infamous mixtapes of his that he provided (laughs) for the bar owner. And then he convinced them that they eventually needed a a live DJ in the house. And that that was him. And he and I got hooked up um, working at a at a mobile uh, disc jockey business in Buffalo that uh, actually pretty much uh, ran the town for years. I mean, we we're really, really, really good. That's where Mike got his his. It, that's where he got his chops on how to deal with people. You know, Mike was amazing in front of a crowd. Yes. I mean, he was the best Toastmaster that there was. He could walk into any situation and make everybody feel at home. That was one Radio of those- is so much different uh, than public appearances. And, and there are some guys who get how to do that, and Mike was one. And, you know, because we, we, we really, you know, we, we earned our money by entertaining 100, 200, 300, 400 people at a time, you know, and now welcome to do Mr. and Mrs. Jenkins. And, you know, some guy with eight teeth and a fat chick come down the aisle, and you got to be pleasant, you know? <laughs> yes, Iron Mike Benson did weddings. Yeah. I, you know, I would do anything to hire that guy to do my wedding. I mean, it'd be just so much fun. And then uh, through the years, uh, we ended up, I ended up at a small radio station in Niagara Falls. We, uh, we both started at JJL in Niagara Falls, New York, a small AM station that was listen to in the nursing home and if they called you and asked for if you don't play john denver i'm going to die that was really an option jesus so we we were there for a while i left to go work at phd in buffalo and and then uh he he came um he came into buffalo uh i think around 86 or so and we both ended up at the at the at, at the bear. Uh, it was a remarkable, remarkable thing that we came together and did, and did that. JP asked me if I wanted somebody to work with me. And I said, I only know of one guy, you know, cause I was just so comfortable with him. We all, we both came from the same spot. And some of the stuff that I've heard you guys talk about over yeah. the last week or so is so true is, is that Mike doesn't have a, a den. He doesn't have a man cave. He doesn't have an office in this house. He has a music room and it's always been important. To both of us, you know, it was always the music. Some guys in radio refer to music as as like inventory or product or something like that. That's horse hockey, you know. What that is, you know, it's it's stuff that moves people that that affects their lives, and and we knew that. You I know? definitely know the language you're talking about. Uh, I'm being the music director here. That is the dialogue. That is the language that he and I talked about. That you know, we always talked about soul music and songs yes. kind of got into your skin. That there was yeah. something greater in so much of the music that you reached to. Huge, huge Stevie Wonder fan. And I got to tell you my Stevie Wonder story. Go. We're, we're at the auditorium. We're, it's, we're double dating. It's Aluminum Amy, Mike, and me, and, the, and the, whatever the current Mrs. Magoo was then. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's the other thing, too, is that, you know, I always had a revolving door, you know? And, and Aluminum Amy was the only one, you know? 
but anyway, we're si- we got great seats. We're, he's going to play in the round in the auditorium, and Mike is sitting on the aisle, and we're like this close in the stage. It's about a minute and a half to showtime, and all of a sudden, you know what roadies look like at any oh, yeah. show. It doesn't matter whether it's a Motown show or whether it's a Metallica show. Roadies are roadies. Yeah, they look like trolls. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They they all could be named Gullum. <laughs> so they, they're, they're pushing a, a, an equipment crate with wheels down the aisle like a minute and a half before showtime. And we both noticed, man, there's holes drilled into the side of that box, dude. Yeah, I know. All of a sudden, Mike screams, Yo, Stevie! Yo, Stevie! He's banging on the side of the box. Yo, Stevie, walking the bolo, man! <laughs> you know? <laughs> Jesus. And he's up He's up on stage 90 seconds later with a load of crap in his pants because Iron Mike just scared the bejesus out of him. <laughs> That's a great oh. story. Oh, man. Uh, we're talking with Tony Magoo, who worked with Mike back in uh, the early days of Buffalo Radio back in the 1980s. Uh, listen, I want to ask you a question about the... Um, the history of the team. Oh wait a minute! Hang on a second. Hang on a second. I'm, dude. I'm from. I'm from Mississippi now. Oh. Do me a favor and say a boat again, would you? About. Thank you. About. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm. I'm trying to track down the history of the teaser. That it started on. It started on our show. Okay. And and at first we didn't have any idea what we had. You know. We didn't realize that the payoff to the bit wasn't them guessing what the hell we were talking about. Yeah. It was beating them up on the air. That's right. You know? So well, what we do is, you know, and people don't know that in radio, you don't put those phone calls on the air live because you never know what they're going to say. So oh, we're yeah. taping a bunch of them. And it's like, oh, geez. Yeah, yeah, wrong guess. I'm sorry, man. Call back again later. Wrong guess. Call back again later. And then we finally got it that instead of playing caller number nine, the guy who got it right, it's like you start playing callers number one and two and three. And I would just stand back and listen to Mike. Hey, turd burglar. Come on. <laughs> come on. So now <laughs> you know? I know. Hey, monkey slapper. What are you nuts? <laughs> come on. Come on. And, and it just it just it went it went from there. Because I, I, I'll be honest with you, man, we had no idea what we were doing. All we were was we were having fun and we were real. And that's it's all we could do. And the other thing is, too, is, is that, and I don't know if anybody's mentioned this to you guys. I mentioned this to Bruce last night when he was here at the house. Is, is that whenever Mike and I were together, yeah. we were like 11. <laughs> Only without the dead frogs and the marbles. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and it's like we should have been wearing hockey helmets so that we couldn't lick the windows in the short bus. <laughs> That's what we were together all the time. All the time. Oh, uh, and one of uh, some of my other greater memories are from me and him and Amy hanging out at tailgate parties before the Bills games. Yeah. Are you kidding me? These guys were all on the campus, you know? All the other radio stations, all the cool radio stations are over there, and we're hanging out by the scrungiest bar on the corner that opened early for us. And uh, uh, we just hanging out there out, uh, outside of Reddings on the corner there by the by the Bills games. And another thing that I got to mention, too, is Amy held her own, too. Yeah. We had seats on the 50-yard line on the visitor's side, <laughs> about a row or two from the the wall. Yeah. So, you know, guys, you know, guys are right there. Jets are in town and Amy is working Gastineau real hard, you know. <laughs> Gastineau, I hear you got the smallest cup in the locker room. What's up with that? <laughs> uh, we're talking about aluminum Amy. That, by the way, is Iron Mike Benson's wife. And, yeah, she's as tough as he was, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, well, yeah. 
Uh, and uh, from from there, uh, I mean, we had a great time at, at at the bear. We we really did. And I know you're going to talk with uh, with Meltdown later. He was he was one of us. And I don't I don't know if JP's going to be on the air or not. But we just had a great we had a, we did we had a we had a great time. Um, the only thing was is that we had a guy who wasn't paying the bills, you know, and and that's what happened there. And then we ended up going to uh, we ended up at, at the Fox together. Yep. And uh, the Fox was just a great radio station. Um, um, it was, there was a bear man who was on the morning show, uh, in and out was different. He had different people in and out of the morning show with him, including Ted shred. Who's been on the air in Buffalo for a million years is shred and Reagan. That's right. Uh, I was doing, I was doing middays. A guy by the name of Dwayne Doherty was doing afternoon drive who went on to program two big, huge rock stations in Dallas, Texas. Uh, uh, Mike, who had a, a wonderful second career in Canada. And of course, Opie was our overnight guy. Young, barely shaving, you know, and sounded 11 on the air because his voice was so squeaky, you know. <laughs> I can relate. <laughs> yeah. And, and our, our, our program director was a guy by the name of Ralph Cipolla, who was very young at the time, 23, 24 years old when he took over. And we used to call him uh, Doogie Hauser PD. That was our, that was our boss. And wow. this was just a great, great, very talented staff. And we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. There. And then we robbed him. Then, yes. we got, then we got him. <laughs> yeah. We're talking yeah. to Tony Magoo. Listen, uh, you've got a song you want to play for our Mike Benson. Uh, tell me about uh, why you picked this one, because this is a little bit different from everybody else. Uh, yes, a, I know. Some I, song. I know that. There's a, and there's a story that, that goes with it. First of all, uh, um, you know, Mike knew about my cancer. I had, I had cancer real bad. I was stage four up in, up in Detroit. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I was uh, cancer-free 10 years ago next month. Um and I, there was there was music that I used to listen to in my house um, when I was trying to heal. Uh, I listened to an old George Strait song, which was about guys driving motorcycles together, called Cowboys Like Us. Yeah. I also listened to a, a song by the Moody Blues, which never got a lot of airplay, that was called In My World, because it was just a beautiful love song. Sometimes it would just make me weep. But I also liked Back in the High Life by Steve Winwood. And one of the, the cool things about that song is, is it, it's all about hope, that song. At least to me it is. It's all about hope. And the Steve Winwood story that I have to tell, you know, anybody who listened to Iron Mike Benson knows that he was a guy who went to the line and then went way over it and got away with that. Well, we were doing a bus trip from um, the hotel where our radio station was when we were with the bear. We had about 40, 45 listeners crammed in a bus, and we left around happy hour, and we were going to the Finger Lakes Performing Arts Center. And we were going to go see Steve Winwood. He had just released, uh, I think it was uh, Roll With It, or Back in the High Life. I can't remember the name of the album right now. It escapes me. But we got there, and it's one of those shed places, you know, with the stage that's covered with about three, 4,000 seats that got a roof over it, and then everything else is, is, you know, like lawn. And the parking was all spread out, too. So we got there late, and man, the parking lot is jammed. And I told the bus driver, I said, pull up over here, you know? And, and Mike and I, we, we kind of put our heads together, and we go, man, we got we to gotta do something about this. So we're looking for three guys, either a guy with a badge, a guy with a walkie-talkie, or a guy with a golf cart. <laughs> These are decision makers at concerts. <laughs> and lo and behold, the first guy we run into has got all three. So we, we get off the bus, and I tell the guy, I said, here's what I got. So he gets on the radio, and, okay, Roger. 
And I hear that Roger, and I know we got the all clear. So I get back on the bus, and here's what we tell everybody. Okay, you see where the gate is? It's about 50 yards from here, right over there. We can either get out here, or we have to park the bus way over there near Albany. <laughs> okay? And then walk from there. What would you rather do? Oh, we want to get over here. We want to get over here, over here. Said, okay, fine. Well, then here's what we got to do. See that guy out there in the golf cart? I just told him I got a busload of handicapped listeners from Buffalo. Oh, man. One after another, like a horde on the walking dead. They all had a different way of maneuvering from the bus to the gate, and they kept it up all the way to the gate for us. Here's the kicker, is, is that the bus was parked right outside the gate at the end of the night. Yeah. That's my Steve Winwood oh, story. Oh, that's a great story. So, so that, Tony, so good to hear you. That's such great memories of Iron Mike Benson. I'm so glad you had a chance to share them with us because uh, a lot of our listeners really never knew Mike before he arrived here at Hits FM. So, thank you for that. Let me say one more. Let me say one more thing. Okay. I've been around the country and I've worked at a lot of radio stations. I worked for a lot of small companies. I worked for a lot of big companies too. What you guys have done. Through Mike's sickness, his injuries, and his death, you guys have written the manual on how to handle this. I don't think I would have seen this anywhere else other than at the Little White House. Bruce should be well commended and everybody on the staff there for what you guys have done and how you've supported this family. It's remarkable what you've done and people should know that. Well, thank you very much for that. We're just doing what uh, feels right, and Mike was a big part of our lives here. It's pretty easy to do this. Tony, thank you so much, and your best radio voice. Why don't you bring on this next song, all right? One of my favorites, uh, it's for my pal, Iron Mike Benson. Steve Winwood's back in the high life on 97.7 Hit Set Back. We're uh, having a lot of fun today. You're going to hear a lot of uh, old voices that used to share the microphone with Iron Mike Benson throughout the afternoon. Uh, I'm not going to give anything away. We're going to be here till 3 o'clock doing this. Um, if you want to share your thoughts about Iron Mike Benson or maybe just eavesdrop and see what everybody else is writing, go to the uh, Facebook page that we created, Friends of Iron Mike, and on Twitter, uh, hashtag 977IronMike to send out your tributes and uh, everything to Iron Mike. Uh, we're also playing some of uh, what I call Iron Mike's greatest hits, some of the crank calls and some of the crazy-ass things that he did here at Hits FM over the years. Um, let's play one of the crank calls here. Uh, this one has been labeled, what is it, Jamie? Hot Golf Club. Hot Golf Club. Here's Iron Mike. Hello. Hello, I'm calling from the precinct downtown Buffalo. Hi, how are you today? Good. I'm going through the uh, classified uh, ads in the paper. I see your number here, and it's attached to a uh, classified ad for a golf club. Oh, just a moment. You're selling a golf club over there? Just a moment. Thank you. Hello. Hello, sir. This is Officer Jimmy Jimson down at the precinct. I'm calling about this golf club you have for sale. Yeah, which one? It says right in the paper here that this golf club is hot. Did you steal this yourself, or (laughs) did you buy it hot? It's not that hot. No, it says golf club hot. Hot two-ball putter. Hot two-ball putter. You know, is it stolen? No, of course I'm, not. I'm working with the, with the petty larceny division down here at the precinct. It's not stolen. This is a legitimate call? 
Yes, it is. It's uh, Jimmy Jimson down in the precinct. I just checking up on this. I saw it as I was. Oh, there's a there's a model putter out that's called a white hot two ball putter. This is not stolen, then. Of course not. All right, we got your number. I'm going to keep an eye on the calls coming in. We do have a uh, what we call LUDs, the line usage uh, description of people calling for hot merchandise. I just wanted to check on this and make sure it's not stolen. All right, stay out of trouble. Joining us in the studio now, we have a lot of our old friends who have been in this room for the last uh, umpteen centuries. <laughs> uh, our next guest uh, actually started at Hits FM doing evenings and very quickly became the morning man. Uh, ben McVie is in the house. Welcome back, my friend. It's good to see you here again. It is amazing to be back here. Yeah, you know what? It's kind of frightening seeing some of these some of these people that used to dominate this room back in this room again. Well. Uh, the room is completely different for starters. Like, nothing looks the same whatsoever. Well, that's just the way it is. Your house doesn't look the same like it did 10 years True. ago either, right? Although one thing does look the same, and that's the CD wall over here that Benson would <laughs> scramble to make it to because he realized he had to put a song on and forgot to get the CD. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Where is that goddamn ACDC <laughs> With the glasses down at the end of the nose. What, 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 what am I putting in here? So uh, we're here for Iron Mike Benson. Ben, you actually followed Iron Mike Benson for a while before you became the morning guy here. Uh, tell us, you know, tell us, tell us about Iron Mike and what he meant to you. Okay. Uh, where do I start? Yeah, First of all, uh, the day after Mike passed, I went in to do my morning show up the road. Yeah. And uh, I got into work and I bawled like a baby. Mm-hmm. And my co-host, uh, Shauna, said, uh, you, you can't go on the air like this. You, you go home. And at that moment, I remembered Mike and why he was called the Iron Man. And I remembered 9-11. And when that all went down, Mike had a family that was involved in 9-11, that were directly involved. And I remember Mike being in this studio, though it looks very different, uh, Mike being in this studio, crying his eyes out uh, just before the show went on. And Mike went ahead and did the show. So when she suggested I go home, I thought, okay, if Mike were here, he'd say, F you, and get on the air and do your show. Suck it up. Suck it up. And that, uh, that, have you got 30 minutes? Because honestly. (laughs) Benny, I wish, you know, I really wish we could just do nothing but talk here, but. uh... I could gush about (laughs) Iron Mike for the longest time. I. There are memories I have, like uh, riding sidebar on his Toyota 4Runner when he wheeled into a bar for a club night and caught me coming out of the coffee shop grabbing a coffee and said, get on. I said, what? <laughs> Don't get in. Get on. And he had these, these uh, sidebars on the, on, the, on the truck. So oh, yeah. I just climbed on and held on to the roof rack, and he drove me and did donuts in the par- parking lot before we went into the bar. Uh I remember getting off the air on overnights uh, on Saturdays and then going up to the transmitter to go up and pick up the old Hits FM Road Rocket. Wow. Which you'd remember. Oh, yes. That 1976 camper we had (laughs) and having to slam that thing into park in order to get it to stop at customs (laughs) because the brakes were so shot. I forgot. And then uh, going over to Mike and Amy's place to pick up 
uh, the two of them, and they would have breakfast ready for me every Sunday morning. And then we'd go to Rich Stadium and painting a fake football field in the parking lot and chucking the football around. Yeah. We, 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 him and I and uh, Carrie, uh, former program director here, and my former co-host would go out uh, while you did Music Notes at 6 with Christy, yep. and we'd go play football before I'd come on at 7. That's right. I and I remember, this is one you might not remember, mm-hmm. but uh, Christy would write up the script for Music Notes at 6. I knew this was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Christy would write up the script for Music Notes at 6, and occasionally, if she wanted to change the script, she would just make handwritten notes, like scratch out certain words and fill them in with other ones. Polly was notorious for showing up at about what five fifty nine. Yep, that's right. And where's I, the script? Let's go. Where's the script? It because, still happens, by the way. And, and because Polly's the pro that he is, yeah, yeah. he's able to just go. Ah, screw it. I'll just pick up the script and go. And hats off to you. But there is one particular day where one of the headlines was Marilyn Manson had won an award, and Christie had written in. Marilyn Manson is a big winner. And Benson, knowing that you were going to be late, <laughs> scratched out the word is and put has above it. Yep. And then scratched out the word winner and put wiener. <laughs> and Polly ran into the room. Yep. And as you're running down the hall to get in on time, That's right. Benson's coming out of the room going to me, come here, come here, come here, come here. You got to hear this. You got to hear this. And turning up the radio in the lobby and Polly sitting down going, this is Music Notes at 6. Marilyn Manson has a big wiener. <laughs> <laughs> and so they are standing outside this room yep. and they bust in here laughing their asses off. And I just... And you screaming, Benson! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Benson is also the only guy that ever got me to swear on this radio station. <laughs> yes, and, that's right. And uh, Yo, MFR, yes, as I recall. Right. Uh, my, I, my office is downstairs, and Mike would, uh, when I was here on time, would call me up uh, and, and ask me what's on the show. So I'm sitting at my desk, and um, I look at the phone. Hey, it's the control. I'm going to pick up the phone and go, Yo, 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 mother. <laughs> And Mike starts to laugh and says, hey, Polly, we're live on the air right now. <laughs> Tell us what's on the show tonight. And I just like deer in the headlights said, did I just say that? <laughs> and your daughter was listening at oh, the time, yeah. by and the way. I said, are we really live on the air? Yeah, Polly, we're live on the air. Yep. Can't wait to hear the show. So, yeah, he was great. He was great for pranks and stuff like that. Uh, Benny, one of the, my great memories is something that we did with you, which was uh, you were the one who was the brave soul who uh, decided <laughs> to try to break the world's record for the longest air shift in the world. Yeah, how'd that work out? Uh, well, <laughs> it's just not an easy thing to do. But I remember the one thing that you were so grateful is that you said, I, I just want to be part of something that is as great as guys like Iron Mike Benson. And you had tears in your eyes when you said it. And it was a real crazy time when we did this particular stunt. But yeah, I'll never forget that as well, too. Mike was and always will be uh, one of the most special people who ever lived. And um I know that a, a lot of people have already said this, but I have to. And um, um, if if you love what you do, uh, nobody will ever inspire you to do it better and love doing it 
despite whatever happens. Nobody will ever do that better than Iron Mike Benson. I will miss him. I've cried for every time I think about it. I get weepy. And uh, I'm doing my best not to do that right now because he'd give me hell. Uh, but <laughs> Suck it up. <laughs> suck it up. But uh, I will miss him like you can't believe. I talked, I talked to his, uh, his wife yesterday. I talked to her the day that uh, she passed. I talked to Mike just before he took his last leave. And I knew that things were slipping. Yeah. And I knew this was coming. Uh, but nothing can ever prepare you to lose somebody as incredibly, incredibly gifted, talented, special, inspirational, and wonderful a man as Iron Mike Benson. And I will miss him horribly. Well said, my friend. All right. Ben McVee. Uh, we're going to take a real, that was a real pleasure you came here today yeah. and share that with us. That was great. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And uh, Mike, uh, pardon me, uh, uh, Benny has got a song for our Mike Benson coming up next. Yes, I do. Uh, <laughs> there once upon a time, I just mentioned uh, that there was this wall of carts over there. Just this is how far back we go. Yeah. Uh, and uh, carts used to play off commercials. And I know I think this story has been told already. That's but okay. I'll never forget <laughs> it. Uh, Mike had a legendary fart cart. Yep. And you didn't touch the fart cart. If you moved the fart, Mike needed that fart cart by his hand all the time to slide in at just the appropriate moments. That's right. And sometimes the fart cart would not go off at the right moment, like during commercials and such. Other times... That's the, right, I forgot. Uh, oh, yeah. You can get your favorite craft recipes at, and what was supposed to be Camiso's Niagara Falls, you can get your favorite craft recipes at... <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, Mike was... Uh, he had two. Domino from Kiss. Yep. And Queen's Fat Bottom Girls, where there was just that right pause, and to this day, uh, up the road, I still play a fart sound every time I play Fat Bottom Girls. There's a tribute. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> a fart sound is a tribute, only for Mike. Uh, can I do it? Yeah, go ahead, shoot. Here's Queen on Hits FM. Oh, won't you take me home tonight? been a real treat bringing back some old voices that work with our mike benson uh earlier on we had tony magoo who worked with him at the fox as well as the bear and joining us on the phone right now is another one of his uh, buffalo mates one of his buffalo brethren uh it's meltdown and meltdown you're working at the riff in detroit is this true yeah yeah that's true at uh, wrf as a matter of fact uh both uh, Iron Mike and myself actually applied for the job at 97.7 back in 1995. Is that right? And I did about three shifts, and he did however many shifts he did. And at the end of the day, they hired they hired Iron Mike, obviously. But and I thought to myself, well, that's cool because you know Iron Mike's got a family, and he's kind of you know he's kind of you know rooted in Buffalo. And I was just a 25 year old kid, and uh, I picked up and left, and I've been in Detroit for 18 years. So and it's always been good, and I've never held that against the Iron One. I always thought that was great for him. So. Wow. So it's been great. You know, we certainly know about Iron Mike Benson in the time that he's been on our airwaves at 97.7 here, but you were with him in Buffalo. And it's interesting, over the last, um, over the last week, uh, so many of our listeners have been talking about Mike's time at the Fox and the Bear in Buffalo. Tell me, what was it like working with this guy? 
Well, first of all, I was a fan before I was a friend and a co-worker. I used to listen to him on the Bear, of course, uh, him and Magoo. Uh, in the mornings on the Bear, I was a big fan. I think I was like a senior in high school or something. I used to listen to uh, him and Magoo. And uh, I don't know, I just liked his wit and his charm and stuff. And then, of course, I met him and became friends with him. Uh, he never let me down. I mean, he was always, you know, quick with a joke or, you know, a quip or something like that. And he was always really welcoming to uh, everyone that, like, I introduced him to and stuff. And uh, him and uh, his wife, uh, Aluminum Amy, as he called her, yep. uh, were, were always really kind to me. And uh, I sent Christmas cards to him every single year, and I talked to him, actually, uh, about a month or so ago. And uh, I was glad I did. And I actually sent him a big package of uh, Jolly Ranchers. But while we were working at, at, the, uh, at the Fox in Buffalo, uh, Metallica and Guns N' Roses came through town, and this is one of my biggest memories, Bart and Mike. We were um, we were at the show, and we were doing like the backstage stuff and the whole thing throughout the whole night. And Guns N' Roses didn't go on to like you know eleven o'clock at night. They played till about one in the morning. Went to the after party afterwards. I split the after party about three o'clock or so, and I or Mike stuck around. And apparently, somewhere around four a.m. or so, he bumped into Axl Rose. And Axl Rose told him how funny it was listening to the radio because everybody was speculating on to where Axl Rose was because they didn't show up at Rich Stadium at the time until 10.30 at night. So I took a flight to uh, San Francisco about five years after that, and I was working in Detroit, and Iron Mike was working in 97.7, and I took some listeners out, as we do sometimes, on this junket uh, over to San Francisco to see a blind date band. You might remember those where it's like you go to the venue and nobody knows who the band is until they get on stage. Yeah. So anyways, this guy... That I took out there, the winner, he's like asking me if I ever met Axl Rose. This is in San Francisco in like 1996 or something like that. And I said, uh, I said no, but I started to tell him the story about Iron Mike Benson. And I turned around and he's standing right next to me. I said, as a matter of fact, it's this guy right here. And it was the funniest thing. I couldn't believe it. In San Francisco, I'm telling a story about Iron Mike Benson and he's standing right by me. So he took some winners out there as well. I'll never forget that. That was like, I, I, I was speechless when I saw him. <laughs> wow. That's a great story, my friend. Uh, you're calling all the way from uh, Las Vegas, and I'm really glad that you joined us here on the show. Uh, you picked a song out for Iron Mike today, uh, Megadeth's A Tout Le Mans. Uh, very good choice. Tell us about this. Well, I kind of picked it because uh, I used to play it, actually, in Buffalo on the Fox. And um, just the words, and it just kind of gets me a little bit. Uh, Smile when you think of me, my body is gone, that's all. And it's like... You got to smile when you think of Iron Mike Benson, man. The guy always brought a smile to everybody he met. And uh, I learned a lot from him. I'm glad I became a friend. And it's uh, it's a day like this where I wish I wasn't talking to you guys on the phone while I'm in Vegas. <laughs> Meltdown, thank you so much. I really appreciate uh, all the great words about Iron Mike Benson and you joining us today on your vacation. <laughs> uh, well, I'm not that much of a vacation. I'm actually doing my show out here. But uh, I just want to extend my uh, thanks to you guys. Uh, for letting me uh, come on the air and uh, talk about uh, a truly good dude. And uh, I, uh, I'm sorry for you guys' loss as well. And uh, thanks for doing this today. Today, uh, people work with him behind the microphone and behind the scenes as well. And joining us right now is Mike Osborne, who's our uh, one of our producers here at the radio station. Mike is... Uh, is uh, one of the guys that would meet with Mike Benson every single day, and Mike would go into the studio, and he would read commercials for him. And uh, we're always, as they say in the business, rolling tape. What have you for us today, Mike? You know, it was it was hard going through all the stuff I have. Yeah. Because most of it would have been just like, beep. <laughs> <laughs> so I, what am I going to use on the air that I'm not going to lose the it, license with, right? It, exactly. So I had to put it put together, a, you know, a collage of... of quick clips here to 
you know, maybe show you what it's like to have Iron Mike Benson show up every day. And it's like having your own personal comedian come in because I'd be howling the whole time. Yeah. And it's like, you know, is this really a job? I'm always having so much fun, uh, you know, especially with people like Iron Mike Benson and all the other great personalities we have here. So. so Mike is in the booth and he's trying to read copy, but he goes off the page. Is that every time? All right. So what do we have here today? Uh, the first is I just made a collage of just, um, you know, uh, many, many, many things from many different commercial sessions. So right. I can't believe they make pink stilettos in a size 12. I feel pretty. Hi, I'm the male rock voice. How the f*** you doing, bitches? Fujihaba. <laughs> With upwards of 30 spas on display, the hot tub experts at Boos and bars and booze will spooge your spa. CLA. Buy one, get the second half price. $2 shake protein and all kinds of j's all over your face. Bloody, blah, bloody, at the bloody, blah, blah. All right. Ozzy boy. Ozzy boy. Ozzy boy. Oh, baby. Oh. Oh. Oh, yeah, right there, baby. Oh, yeah. Yep. One finger in my. That's it, baby. Oh, oh, oh. You were supposed to trim your fingernail, baby. You'd look so much cuter with something in your mouth. <laughs> nobody nobody has ever heard those before, ever. Uh, Nobody's well, heard those. One thing, we talked about this briefly last week. One thing that you have to appreciate is Mike had an incredible set of pipes. You could hear it there, eh? Oh, yeah. And he could sing like nobody's business. <laughs> you, you could walk into this room and he'd be crooning at the top of his voice. It was glorious to hear it. And he was so good at just like being so spontaneous and random, <laughs> saying the most ridiculous things that, you know, only in his lingo could you get it, right? So... All right, Mike, you're doing pretty good so far. We haven't lost our license quite yet. Yeah. What do you got next? Uh, okay, I'm not going to tell you what the next one is. I'll just get you to play it, then I'll give you an explanation. Right. Okay. Don't want my voice around the f sound of erections popping. <laughs> now, now, people, you know, I, I know. How did, how did that possibly come to be, right? That's your question. Uh, yeah, of course it is. So, uh, Iron Mike Benson um, did the voice of um, many, many adult stores. And uh, so that was from uh, a sex toy commercial that, you know, would cause people to pop, if you will, if you know what I'm saying. And so the next clip, the next clip is me reminding him about that about four years later. Boners. Oh, I remember. Erections popping. Yeah. Some guy's getting a boner and I'm talking. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. And and the last one here, the last more. Yeah, there's one yeah. one more to go. And and this, this oh my god, <laughs> this this particular one's really special because uh, it I believe it we recorded in 2004 um, this commercial. It, it's about snowblowers, and then about I think it was close to 2009. I play. I go. Do you remember? You know when you voice this commercial and when you went off on your, you know your your what you do. You know like on the, the Benson. Uh, tangent. You know, you, yeah, tangent, exactly. And he's like, no, I don't remember. So I basically, I played it back for him about five <laughs> years later. So this is Iron Mike Benson listening to himself do this outtake. Okay. Remember last time you did a spot? No. No? Bust through deep drifts of heavy, wet snow with the Toro Power Max with quick stick shoot control, <laughs> allowing you to throw snow in any direction up to 45 freaking feet. What the <laughs> is that? Stick shoot control. Quick stick shoot control. <laughs> Grab my stick quick and put it up your chute. <laughs> <laughs> quick stick shoot control. 
helicopter shoot. <laughs> and there you go. Oh, man. <laughs> Um, those of you who have been asking us, uh, are we going to uh, put this up as a podcast so you can play that back and back and forth again? Maybe play it at your next uh, company uh, bash or something like that. Yes, uh, we're going to record this entire show and uh, give you guys a chance to uh, to hear this stuff again. Absolutely amazing. Thanks, Mike Osborne. You're welcome. This is Paulie Morris on the Iron Mike Benson Tribute Show, having some uh, great old friends of the radio station drop by the radio station, and uh, some of them can't be here. Uh, next on the telephone is uh, a great friend of the radio station. It's Gordy Johnson of Big Sugar, Grady, Sit Down Servant, and uh, Wide Mouth Mason, and God knows what else you got cooked up. Gordy, how are you? I'm pretty good, man. Uh, you know, I have to admit, one of the most enjoyable parts of this job was the time that you would come into our studio here to talk about your records or a gig that you were doing something. And listening to you and Mike chat about music and that common bond that you had between each other, it was really something special. Yeah, that was something we uh, we really looked forward to for for all the bands. You know, he was a guy that uh, he had such a deep knowledge of music, and he's somebody you could tell, man. He, he was never a guy who just uh, punched the time clock. There, you know, I mean, no matter what he was spinning, you could tell he was a, a real lover of music. And he he loved the job. He loved being on the microphone, and you know, uh, it, it's it, we're really deeply affected by uh, by the loss. I got to tell you, man. Me and all the guys in in all my bands. Um. Oh, you really got me here. You got me all choked up about this. Oh, I know, man. Listen, when uh, when the news came down last week, we we were out on tour and. Uh, no, it's 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 a testament to the man. You know, my phone started to blow up as soon as I saw the news. Of course, I heard it from another musician, and before you know it, I had, you know, half a dozen guys texting, emailing back and forth. A dozen guys. Well, I could just you know, the word started to get around. You could really tell how how loved the guy was by by all of us in the industry. I, I, that's a, that has been the common theme that we've had uh, here is how much, uh, what a big heart he had, you know, and uh, how he shared that with everybody. You didn't get that sometimes. <laughs> we were just playing, we were playing some pretty uh, crazy ass stuff a few minutes ago. We saw the uh, the smart ass side of him, but uh, yeah, he was a real he was a real sweet guy. Yeah, but he was a smart ass too. That's that's really true, and uh, we miss that uh, we miss that part of it. <laughs> Gordy, thank you so much for calling in. It was interesting. As soon as this uh, news broke down, we got an email from your your publicist here, and uh, she and she told us that you guys were all broken up about it. And uh, we thought uh, you it'd be great to have you part of the show today. So, thank you so much for your time today. Well, I'm uh, I'm so glad to be uh, included in uh, the man's list of friends here. And uh, yeah, we will continue to think about him. Anytime we show up at the White House of Rock, we will remember Iron Mike. All right. Thank you, my friend. Everything that rocks 97.7 hits FM. There's Gordy Johnson and one of his many bands. There's Grady and Hammer in My Hand. Gordy just said uh, when we, off the air, he says, you know, the funny thing, every time we'd come around, you know, uh, last time we were in town, we were up there plugging a new Big Sugar show, and Iron Mike is still playing the Grady stuff. He loved them for that kind of stuff. I'll tell you something. When Mike and Gordy Johnson were in the same studio, it was like it was like two brothers coming back together. It was really something to watch these two guys go back and forth. Uh, it's Paulie Morris, the Iron Mike Benson Tribute Show in 
audience. We've got some old voices in here. This has been a real blast, and I'm really thankful for everybody who gave up their time to drive all the way down here. Shannon Slack drove three hours to get here this morning to be with us today. Uh, joining us in the studio, we've got two of my old mates here. Uh, uh, Greg Campagna, who's behind the scenes, is going to talk in just a few moments. But first, uh, I want to introduce to you a guy who's a, a, a fixture a, a fixture here at the White House of Rock. Uh, Rocky. Rocky's in the house. Dave, what's going on? Hey, Paul. It's uh, good to be here. Good to be paying tribute to Iron Mike, of course. Yes. You guys are partners in crime, you two. Uh, for a very long time, absolutely. I was one of the behind-the-scenes guys, but I spent a lot of time with Mike on site as, you know, doing the promotions that we did. And outside of Scruff Connors, Mike Benson had the ability to rally people. People reacted to him wherever he was, and he was unflappable. So you can remember all those crazy hits of him, uh, Cayuga things that we oh, yeah. used to do. Uh, definitely X-rated back in the day, but Benson... He was just so smooth with those people, and they gravitated towards him. The only time, I'm here to tell one story, the only time that I saw Mike Benson, uh, I would say, unravel, was at Canada's Wonderland. Okay. And we were there, you know, every year we did a little broadcast, and uh, they had a new ride. Well, this was the year the drop zone came in, and he's like, Rocky, I'm not going on the drop zone. And come on, Mike, you got to do it. (laughs) And so I strapped uh, duct tape around his hand with the cell phone, and we managed to coerce him to get in there, and and he did the live drop zone. And when he got off, I'd never seen the man whiter or less talkative and pale. It was just classic. But, um, But, yeah, the people, the way they reacted to Mike, uh, especially the community of riders. Uh, we, we all know the Hits FM, Thunder Run to Dover. Yeah. Um, when a group of people embraces a DJ like that, uh, it's something special. And, and I'm just here to sort of, from all the riders out there, uh, paying tribute to Iron Mike today. Very good. Yeah, that that's so much was so much of a part of what who he was. He uh, those were like his, his brothers. I'm going to use that word an awful lot in, in the course of this afternoon. But yeah, he they were there was a brotherhood there between Mike and the riders here in Niagara. Yeah. Mike also has a distinction of voicing the spot that got uh, got us in trouble with the Disney Corporation. He's a great uh, voiceover guy, as you guys all know. Yeah. But we were in the boardroom. Mike had voiced a. Uh, a spot for Al Simmons gun shop and uh, we got the call from the Disney lawyers because we were shooting Bambi in the spot so that's another nod to Mike's, uh, Mike's irreverence <laughs> Alright, listen, we're going to take a real quick break and we're going to come back with Greg Campagna and a, and a tragically hip song that most of you have never heard before. That's next. I'm Mike Benson started here in 1995 and um, you know I've said this and you've probably heard this many many times to the time when you work at the White House of Rock it's like working with a big family. It's the people that you know behind the microphone that you hear every day. And it's the incredible people that are behind the scenes that are every much as part of what you hear in the air, as is the people and the characters that are talking. Joining us right now is one of those crazy-ass guys. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's Greg Campania. We hey. know him as Campy. Yeah, uh, We're doing flying by the seat of our pants radio today. My boss would kill me. She said, you should know what you're going to talk about when you turn on the microphone. <laughs> today has been one of those days I have no idea what's happening next. So, Campy, what do you got? Well, wasn't that the kind of guy Benson was, fly by the seat of his Oh, yeah, at times he was, you know. It's, you know, he cooked it up uh, on his in his little red car coming across yeah. the border, and other times it's like, let's yeah, just that, go. And I had the pleasure of sitting behind the board. Uh, I was the fill-in guy. The board, so, by the way, is the is the console yeah. here inside the control room, and Mike would be on the other side of the microphone. And so I was the fill-in guy, and I never forget. So when his producer was off, all right, camps in. And the first time, <laughs> uh, I, I remember the boss asking me, 
Yeah. Do you want to do you want to learn how to do can you do it? I need a fill-in guy. Can you be that guy? Yeah, sure, no problem. All right. Yes, yeah, seriously. Uh, 100 guys probably already said this. Grew up listening to Hits FM and Benson. Yeah. No problem. As soon as he walked away, my heart dropped into my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> and so that first week, I that first day, the night before I was I was nervous, man. I was nervous. I'm still nervous. <laughs> and I remember I you know, I I I remember barfing the night before. That's how, I mean, I couldn't describe it. So the first day was great. It was awesome. You know, everything went perfect. I didn't really, I maybe made a mistake or two, but nothing, nothing major. And it was awesome. So I was up. Mike gave me praise at the end off the air. Dude, great job the whole bit. So the next day, uh, Mike, Mike was known to forget his key and maybe be a little, little bit late every once in a while. <laughs> oh, yeah. And yeah. it's 528. Mike's still not here. Is he here uh, yet? No, 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 no. <laughs> so the, the bat line rings. Hey. Hey, it's me. I'm at the back door. I don't have my key. Can you let me in? Okay, okay. So pop in another song, run to the back door. There he is. He's got his hands full. And I open the door, and he's got coffees, tray of coffees. He's always at, he got two for himself, one for me, <laughs> and one for the, the news chick. I think it was uh, Shannon Slack, Slack, Sloppy. And uh, so he hands me the coffees, and he goes up the back steps first. I'm walking up behind him with the coffees, and don't, don't I trip on the last step? And the coffees <laughs> spill everywhere, all, every, all four of them, all over the door, all over Mike's leg. He was wearing shorts all over his feet. He was pissed. <laughs> Not not a good way to start. Not a good way to start. My second day. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> nice. A card I often had to play when he introduced me. Um, so, uh, so he was mad, and that, of course, that show was a disaster. Of I, I messed. I must have messed up the whole thing. I had him jumping over the board, ready to strangle me. And so the next week, the, that fall, I had to do it for two weeks that particular time. And so the following week, I got through, no problem. Everything worked out. The next week, don't I let him in again? This time he's carrying the coffee, and doesn't his flip-flop get caught on the last step? And coffee goes everywhere. And we're not to mention we're late, and we don't have mops. We're sopping it up with uh, paper towels and... Gee, so so when I think of Mike, I think of my first week. Week, but I, you know, I got to continue to to fill in for him for you know four or five years after that, and uh, I always walked out of here going, man, that was fun. <laughs> that was great. Fun. Uh, Campy, I'm never going to send you out on a Timmy's run. No, no. <laughs> I, Mike, loved to go off the page so many times. In fact, he used to drive some program directors in here kind of nuts, and I thought we'd play something a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, Campy is a resident tragically hip fan, and I got to actually thank Pasty Jamie because we found this in his sock. <laughs> uh, this is a very different version of New Orleans' singing. Why don't you just set it up? Well, this is, uh, it may, might remind you of the Killer Whale Tank version. However, it's probably from the same year. I would even yep. say it's the exact same. Predates Road Apples. Okay. And he'll give you, uh, one thing Gordy uh, likes to do is uh, preview uh, songs ahead of time yep. as a rant. Um, and, and New Orleans is singing. You'll hear the luxury in there. Yep. So this is why I think it's pre-road apples. Anyhow, this is a nine-minute epic version of New Orleans is sinking called the Lighthouse Keeper. For our Thanks, Mike. Jamie. It's the Iron Mike Benson tribute show uh, coming up in the next hour. Some legends uh, here at the White House of Rock. We have the Reverend Randy Taylor coming in with Karen Steele. She was once program director here and ran all the crazy-ass promotions. Karen was the one behind... The, uh, the Headstones promotion where we gave away a, a tombstone and a casket. <laughs> also on the way, uh, Carrie Gray, who's program director here, but joining us in the studio. Uh, boy, how do I introduce this guy? It, it's Joe Cahill. What? Oh, my God. <laughs>
Look who's back. Paul, great to be here under, let's face it, crappy, crappy circumstances. Totally crappy yeah. circumstances. Man, oh man. Well, you guys were thick as thieves. I, yeah. I think <laughs> nobody spent as much time with Mike on and off the air. Yeah. As you did, Joe. We got into a lot of trouble, not only on the air, <laughs> but off the air at the Odd Sabre game and after the Sabre game, which I really can't get into because... Uh, <laughs> oh, I want to hear that. It's, been, it's been through the courts already. I, I, I have no comment, <laughs> no official comment on that. Now, you know, it's been great. I've been listening all morning and all afternoon long, Paul, and it's been great. All of the, uh, you know, the folks who used to work with Mike over the years just saying all these beautiful things about him and remembering him with such fond, uh, you know, thoughts and, 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 uh, and statements. But uh, I got to tell you, I got to be honest, Iron Mike was a royal pain in my ass. <laughs> I'm telling, seriously. All right. I loved him like a brother, as we all know. Yep. But doing the morning show with Mike, and especially we all know he's from Buffalo and Western New York there. Yep. And uh, I, I, I can just remember as if it was yesterday, and uh, we're about ready to do my sports cast at the top of the hour. There's like 30 seconds to go in the commercial, and all of a sudden Mike turns to me and says, Joe, Joe, do you get the Bills story? I go, what, the Bills story? Are you talking about the Bills story? He goes, yeah, the, Bill, the Bills, they just uh, cut one of their offensive third string <laughs> offensive tackles from uh, Nowheresville, Indiana. Have you got that? No, I don't have that story. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> Iron Mike was a huge sports fan, but he was was also a champion obviously buffalo sabers the buffalo bills and and uh, and the bisons even now yep. and and even with and just driving in today with ted nolan coming back sabers coach with pat lafontaine and all that mike would have been all over this right oh, yes. now and i'll tell you what it's just it, it just seems uh i don't know it, it just seems fitting that uh you know all of these sort of changes and even with what's happening in toronto with rob ford you know <laughs> having enough to eat at home and all that mike would have been all over that like a hobo on a ham sandwich you know what i mean like <laughs> This is this is like spoon feeding Iron Mike Benson. It's just like my God, here you go. Oh, yeah. So uh, that to me, uh, Iron Mike, he, he was always always there for me. Uh, but he was also one of those guys where he kept me on my toes. I think that's the, the good relationship that we had, you know, over the years. I kept him on his toes. He kept me on his toes, and was it was a friendly rivalry where we always tried to up each other. But I also I knew exactly. You know what he was going to say when I could jump in. We had a really good, you know, relationship. And I, you know, I've been blessed to work with some of the greats in this business over the years, from Scruff to Benny to Randy uh, and Iron Mike Benson. For my God, have yeah. I had a career or what? And yeah. uh, just to have uh, to be associated with these guys over the years, uh, I'm a happy boy. You know what? Things just don't get any better than that. You uh, on your um, in, in Facebook, you wrote something earlier this week, which really just uh, just floored me. And it was about not the Mike Benson behind the microphone, but the Mike Benson that we that a lot of people don't know. The guy that's yeah. you know the guy when he turns off the mic when he leaves the building. Tell me some about well, Mike on, on Thursday when it happened. And again. I, it, the thing that pissed me off the most is that it happened so quickly yeah. because even when I saw him a couple of uh, weeks back, you know, he was like, Hey, how's Joe? How's it going, buddy? Went over to the house. I saw him and his wife. We had a great visit. And you know, Mike, we're talking about his gardening and he loved his, uh, you know, oh, yeah. he's just very anal about that sort of stuff. Well, Mike's grass was a little bit long. Eh? So I says to Mike, I go, Mike, you want me to cut your grass? I can cut your grass. Not a problem. I love cutting grass. So I, there, there I am with Iron Mike Benson's <laughs> lawnmower and he's, Joey, you got, that's got a little bit. You're going to have to wiggle that to get that thing. Going. You know, so I started erupting. 
took about 17 pulls, and, you know, Mike was, wasn't in any shape to cut the grass or whatever. So, but I get that's what you do. You know what I mean? That's why you uh, help out friends. And it was like you could tell that the guy was just so appreciative because he's one of these guys. He had that pride, not only in his appearance, but in the way that he acted, but also just, you know, he's one of these guys. Everything had to be the right way. It's either Mike Benson's way or, or forget about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Mike was a perfectionist to that point, especially even with that even being on the air, Mike knew exactly what he wanted. He want, he knew what his sound, he knew the, what sort of show that he wanted to do and how he wanted to present it, and you couldn't tell him different because that's the way he was. Yeah. To his, to my detriment, and to a little bit of screaming matches now and again, but certainly Mike, he, he knew what he wanted to do, and he did it. Wow. That's the thing about Iron Mike Benson. Now, you've prepared a special... Yeah. Something for today. Well, you know, for years I, I did my sport commentary, yes. and in the uh, later years when Mike was doing the afternoon show, uh, I would do my sport commentary uh, on the Benson program at what five thirty something like that is when we ran there. No six six thirty. Anyway, so uh, <laughs> we we'd run the sport. Co- so I thought I would do one final uh, commentary for Iron Mike Benson. Awesome. Is that all right? Here we go. You ready? Okay. All right. <clears throat> Even though the shock is worn off, things are still numb. It's still hard to believe the guy's gone. I thought it might be fitting right now to set the record straight on just what type of man Iron Mike Benson was. When my mom succumbed to cancer just over a year ago, we were standing outside the casket uh, as the casket left the church. The tears were flowing as I said my final goodbye when suddenly someone put their arm around me and asked me how I was doing. Iron Mike drove three and a half hours from Buffalo to Pickering just to be there. I had no idea he was coming. He never met my mom. He did it for me because that's what true friends do. Mike's on-air persona was the crazy monkey slapping anti-establishment 420 hellraiser. Didn't give a damn about authority. But in the 18 years that I knew him, I never saw him smoke a joint. He didn't disrespect anybody. In fact, he was one of the most decent and caring people I've ever met. And that's why his passing is such a loss. He was one of the last true media personalities who refused to do cookie-cutter radio, read liner cards, and cash his paycheck. We got into this business to engage you guys, the listeners. Well, these days it's done via Facebook and Twitter. Mike did it old school by actually talking to and listening to his audience. When I went to go visit him a couple of weeks back, Mike was in great spirits. Despite his prognosis, all he wanted was to get back on the air and for me to bring him some Mike's Hard Lemonades. (laughs) And, yeah, I kind of did. He wasn't upset. He wasn't scared or anything like that. He was just being Iron Mike. And his last words to me were, I'll see you later, Joey. I love you. Well, I love you too, Michael. All our arms are around you now. Right on, my brother. Right on. Tribute show to Iron Mike Benson. We have the legends of the White House of Rock joining us this hour. And the biggest one of all right now. And the biggest one of all. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, she doesn't even... She I does, love you, Pacey. You're fantastic. Yeah. She doesn't even need an introduction. <laughs> KK, so good that you came back from vacation. What's going on? What do you got? Well, I took a few days because when I left here Thursday night, I, and I think I, I mentioned on the air, I, I, I'm a person that puts things on shelves in my brain sure and when i left here i was really lost because mike was so many different roles in my life he was my friend he mm. was my coworker. he gave me fatherly advice so he was my father at times he was my brother um i listened to mike as a listener as well so i was feeling that grief that this 
great DJs no longer with us. So I had so many roles for Iron Mike that I had to sit down and, and put them on their shelves and, um, and figure out why I was uh, so devastated, still am. And I figured it out. His, his major role was that of my, my, my big brother. That, that's what I lost. Yeah. Beyond friend, coworker, radio, radio mentor. I mean, God, Mike taught me so much about radio. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm missing my, my teasing big brother. And he definitely was that in that um, one year we decided that we would give each other Christmas gifts on the air. Okay. And funny little gifts. And I, well, the listeners will like it. And, you know, we'll just give each other a little gift. Okay, we'll do that. So it comes time to give each other gifts. And I forget what I gave him. Actually, I do remember what I gave him. He was a, he was a, a, a freak about Zippo lighters. <laughs> he loves Zippo lighters. All right. And I got one engraved that said... You suck, Benson. <laughs> and I have to tell you, today when I walked in, um, Amy, Mike's wife, gave that lighter to me. Oh, so I now sweet. have the You Suck, Benson lighter. <laughs> so here's my wonderful gift. And yes, there's a little jab there with the You Suck. And oh, I'll open my present now. And my teasing big brother, Iron Mike Benson, gave me a tube of Vagisil. <laughs> 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 Which is totally something you, you can see your, your big brother would do. Then a couple of years ago, I said to Iron Mike, Mike, I've, I've met the person I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And Mike looked at me and he said, well, then you better do your roots because somebody's going to be seeing the top of your head a lot. <laughs> 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 not congratulations I'm happy no do your roots <laughs> and Mike used to protect me a lot and, and there's uh, earlier Brett was talking about Mike's love for the Goo Goo Dolls in Buffalo yeah. and I'll leave you with this, this one story that they, there was a time when I was music director when Polly wasn't here and the Buffalo station was playing the new Goo Goo Dolls song yeah. Just out. Huge song. They were huge at the time. And so I'm on the phone with the record company. We're, we're, how come we don't have this Goo Goo Dolls song? Because that was a time before digital where the, the record weasel would come down and deliver the CD. I'll be down there in an hour. Okay. So we had to wait to play this Goo Goo Dolls song. And Mike wants to play it so bad because his buddies in Buffalo are yeah, playing. That's right. So the weasel walked in and he gives me the CD and he said, now you can't play it till tomorrow morning. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's yeah. all, it's the other guys are playing it. Why do we have to wait? Well, it's the Canadian embargo. I was like, really? Well, we're playing it. No, you're not. So I picked up the phone and I called the controller and I said, Mike, I need you now. Mike came running down the stairs. <laughs> walked, what do you need? Like he was ready to kick someone's ass. Like he's thinking serious stuff's going down. What do you need? I said, I had the CD in my hand. Take this CD and run. Play it on the air now. <laughs> So Mike, and I don't know if you guys will relate to the reference, whenever he knew he was doing something he shouldn't, he got that look like Spanky and Spanky's gang, yeah. where his eyes would pop open and his mouth would go to a total circle and he'd kind of do a nod like, oh. And so I gave Mike this CD, he does the, oh, and he puts the CD down the front of his pants and looks at the record weasel and says, Come and get it. <laughs> <laughs> Ran upstairs and the Goo Goo Dolls song was on the air within a minute. Right on. Okay, Jamie, I'm going to change thing up. I think we got to play the Goo Goo Dolls. Right. Would you uh, call up Long Way Down? 
Long I way think down. that may have been the song. Really? I have a feeling it may have been. Ironically, because it was Long Way Down His Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Friday, Mike and Christy died here. My brother. Are the, here are the goos. 97.7 Hits FM. We're trying to get things lined up here. We've had uh, a number of guests that have been on the show. People filing in and out of here. And uh, sometimes you don't know who's coming through the door. Um, an old voice from the past is coming up in a few moments. The Reverend Randy Taylor, who did more mornings here uh, in the early 1990s. Rev drove all the way down here, and one of our former program directors and marketing directors is going to join us on the air. But uh, right now, uh, another call from Buffalo. Uh, the, uh, our next guest here was um, the program director of the radio station for four years, um, and he brought a certain amount of menace to this radio station. Joining us on the phone is the one and only Carrie Gray. Carrie. Hey, Polly, how are you, buddy? Uh, this has been a real trip today has been so much fun I, you know i i worked with this guy for over 15 years and i realized i really don't know him after hearing all of you guys telling the stories about him well i you know what paul i knew him on four different levels and it sucked being his competitor let me tell you it was brutal uh, i've been his competitor twice and he kicked my ass once uh also being his boss i was told would be a challenge it was a delight and being his buddy and friend was also uh unbelievable paul uh, like all of us, you spend a lot of time in the trenches working with Mike, and there are certain things that happen between the program director and the disc jockey. What was it like working with him? Oh, you know what? First of all, I'm going to say he is the most powerful man in radio, and this shows it. Sorry, Howard Stern. This guy <laughs> had so much power and so much respect. He was a total... And he really was. He was a dream to work with because he had it all. He was a rock and roll party animal. He was wild, but he was fearless. He had pipes. He had the heart. He was a workaholic. He was sensitive. And how can you say that about a motorcycle guy? You know what I mean? He gardened, for Christ's sakes. And he was romantic. He was a family man. His name, Ben's son, shows that he loved his dad. Yes. And I can't even keep a life card valid, and I don't know how he and Illuminum Amy have managed to make it, but loyalty is the word that did it. He was loyal to everything and passionate. You know why he was late, Paul? Because he made time for everybody. I'm going to say the five things right now that I learned from Iron Mike Benson. Number one, the show after the show. He literally was always on the air, and that was. He made time to shake every hand, and it wasn't phony. Number two, rock and rollers, Ken Garden. He actually was the rebel with a heart, and we built our whole lives around that attitude. Number three, he would tailgate on any occasion. Church, Christmas party, uh, Buffalo Bills game, there's a tailgate in heaven, he's the one running the show. Uh, number four, sexual harassment charges, and he loved it. I don't know if you remember this, Paul, but he would wear these tight short shorts in the summertime, and uh, the girls in the office would drink so much water, I saw them actually pour the water out so that Mike would come over and bend over and change the uh, water cooler for him, and he loved it. Sure, he filed the sexual harassment charge, but I myself went, God, he's an attractive man. <laughs> Number five, the anti-diva. I worked with people who said, no, I won't get my picture taken. No, I won't wear station logo. Do you have one picture of Iron Mike Benson without the Hits logo on it? That no, is it so true. Exist. I mean, you might as well just tattoo it on his skin. I have a couple questions and mysterious things about Iron Mike. and unexplainable things. Number one, how did he cross the border every day for 20 years and still have that buffalo? <laughs> <laughs> Not in terms of 
Okay. Uh, number two, how is he so tan living in Buffalo? <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, he was. Uh, uh, go. Yeah. Uh, no, that's okay. And, and the last thing I was going to say was uh, um, is how powerful he is on both sides of the border. Pauly, two minutes ago, I'm walking down the street and I saw two things. One was 420. Uh, spray painted on a sign that says no parking on the grass and on the word grass somebody had spray painted 420 two feet later somebody had spray painted amf imb forever graffiti this is in buffalo and the guy hasn't worked here in 25 years so that shows you the power that this guy had i would be caught at the border for two hours listening to the guy say you're an iron mike wannabe he was here an hour before you were every day and uh you know that's that's the thing about him is the only time I ever saw him, Polly, ever come either unglued or n- not about to snap, the only time ever, was the day after the Sabres lose to the Dallas Stars. And it was the goal controversy. And the band Seven Dust showed up. And Iron's going to go interview Seven Dust. And the guy's wearing a Dallas Stars jersey right in front of him. <laughs> I thought Mike was going to punch him in the face. But because he's such a true professional and so approachable and so egoless, he went on as if he were uh, number 22. And I'm going to say this about Iron Mike. Number 22 on the jersey, number one in the day part. An absolute thrill working for him with him and against him, and there is no other. Carrie, uh, wow, what such great words. Uh, thank you so much for this. Uh, Carrie Gray, everybody, uh, uh, who used to be the boss here at the radio station for about four years. Now, Carrie, you wanted to play the Martian Boogie, but the version we have here is all messed up, so um, I, I'm going to I'm gonna preempt you here, and uh, I thought we'd play the Headstones, we'd play a song called Three Angels for Iron Mike. Is that good with you? Yeah, that's good. The only reason why I wanted the 420, uh, the Martian Boogie, yeah. is just to show the power of 420. Like, he really did invent that, so much that the cops would show up and actually look for possession charges. That's how good he was at theater of the mind, guys. You know what? You, you want to change it up here, uh, Pasty? You want to do a 420 song? Sure. For good Iron Mike? Uh, let's call up, uh, let's, smoke, uh, let's Go Smoke Some Pot. Oh, that's perfect. That was our next, that's our song. That's, that's right. Mike and I's song. We would hold hands to it. Every day we would eat his lunch and pick his teeth with my business card. <laughs> Here's Dash Rip Rock. Thanks, Carrie Gray. 97.7 Hits FM. Hits Evan. There's the 420 National Anthem. Let's go smoke some pot. It's Paulie Morris and the Iron Mike Benson Tribute Show. Legends of the White House of the Rock are in the house. And joining us right now is uh, former program director and marketing director and like everything. (laughs) The Grand Madam of the White House of Rock. Karen Steele is here and joining her, her partner in slime during that time. Also program director, the guy that hired Iron Mike Benson in Morning Man, the Reverend Randy Taylor. It's so good to hear you guys and have you back here again. It's, uh, you know what, it, you know, and I, I heard Cahill talking about this on the way down that, uh, you know, sucks to be here uh, for, uh, for this. It's yeah. this, this place in radio, uh, you know, like, and Paula, you were talking about it. I heard you on the way down that this is a family and. Uh, you know, when I was PD and I was stupid enough to take it and, you know, do mornings and Greg talked me into it. And, uh, you know, I, you know I, I would say all the time, look, guys, this is, remember this. This is the greatest memory you will ever have in your broadcasting career is being here. This place is like no other. And I, I wish I was coming back for, you know, for some kind of stupid uh, old guy alumni show. And 
uh, that it wasn't. Uh, you kind know, of are. It wasn't. Um. Yeah, kind of are. But uh, you know that it wasn't for Benson and. It uh, this place is you know is just been so unique and and Benson was the cornerstone. You guys were both here when Iron Mike started at the radio station. You guys have a very special relationship with him uh, that started in the beginning. Uh, Karen, tell me what Mike Benson was like when he first started here. Well, I mean, I, again, I grew up listening to uh, to Iron Mike in the states, so it was such a big deal when he would walk through the front doors here of the White House of Rock, and we were all looking forward to him coming here. and And I remember, and I'm, I've heard a lot of stories today about the the teaser and and just. Uh, Basically, how much people loved to to they didn't care about the contest. They actually didn't care about getting the songs together. <laughs> it was about when I call in, what's he gonna say to me, and can I one up one up uh, one up him on his way uh, back to him? So um, I remember he had in front of him. It was like five sheets of uh, like a black book of insults and i was like he's got these written down yes. i thought these were all That's legit prepared, right benson was prepared this, guy, That's right. this guy's got it ready for the you volumes yeah. of them volumes but of benson, i mean benson was one of those guys and you know karen you can speak to this you know from a from a woman's perspective but i mean benson was one of those guys and bruce and all you guys know that being out in public i mean so much more went on off air that went on on the air but benson was one of those guys that just had this incredible talent to look this, you know, gorgeous young girl in uh, in the eye and call her a chipmunk liquor, and she loved him, <laughs> right? <laughs> it just, well, you know, he just he just had that knack of, of making people laugh. There's yeah. something about him that he could he could get away with that kind of stuff, you know. Maybe he could. The- well, I think honestly, with when it came to Iron Mike Benson, was the fact that he got this look like. I am going to say something that's going to get close to crossing the line, probably going to. And you get that look, you're like, oh, no. Rev, call the lawyers. And then, yeah, (laughs) then he'd say it. And when you're, like, done laughing, you're like, what did he just say? And how many complaints am I going to get about that? But he got away with it because you can hear uh, just a real authentic, like an an authentic guy. You can hear that on air. And you're you're cool with that because, you know, it comes from a good place. And as cool and as crazy and brash that he was and everything on the air... You know, and I don't think that he, you know, certainly wanted that persona to be known on the air. But I mean, he was a, he was a puppy dog. He was a he was a pussy cat, and he would do anything for anyone. He was so welcoming. He did so much charity work. Uh, you know, bringing in the coffees for everybody. I mean, they, they just kind of you know it was a juxtaposition of who he was uh, on the air. But Iron Mike Benson was you know was really that guy. And I think in uh, in the twenty years that I spent behind a microphone like this. I think my greatest accomplishment, and it scared the hell out of me at the time because I thought maybe he'd take my gig, but uh, was hiring Mike. Uh, and I'll never wow. forget that day. I was uh, I was on remote. Uh, Bruce, who's now the program director, hey, Brucey, uh, was uh, was up on the board, and we brought Benson in to try him out for a weekend, and everybody went, oh, my God, this guy rocks, right? Wow. Yeah. So we have you to thank and you to blame all the time. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Anybody that loves Benson, that was me. If you if you, if you hated him, well, that's uh, you know that's Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> Bruce did that. Oh well, thank you both of you so much for being here, Karen Steele, the Reverend Randy Taylor. Wow, so good to hear your voice on the radio here on Hits FM once again. Uh, you got a special song picked out. What yeah, I uh, I do. I thought about this uh, you know an awful lot, and uh, there's been all kinds of great riffs and rock songs and memories and everything else, and I thought. Uh, you know, turn the page because, you know, and I went through and I listened to back to it and uh, to the lyrics and I, I just happened to know and I'm one of those people that believe that, you know, for Benson it didn't end. It's just the next leg of the journey. 
he's saying all the things he couldn't say on air upstairs right now, and he's holding the spot for us. So, Wow. I wish I could have you guys on all day long. Thank you so Gotta much. Got to pay for- us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank Nothing you changes. Com- <laughs> Thank you for coming for, from such a long way to be with us here today. Miss Brian you, Mike Benson, here is Metallica. Turn the page. 97.7 Hits FM. What a blast this has been. I, uh, Pacey Jamie's been, Jamie, turn on the microphone. Um, it's, I, for me, it's been great hearing some of these old voices, some guys I've never spoken with before, sharing their experiences with Iron Mike Benson. And like I said, no matter how long I've worked with this guy, I didn't realize how much I didn't know him until I heard everybody talk. You know what I mean? And for you, uh, you and Jason and Chris, you know, you're relatively new in this whole thing, and I my hat is off to you because to, to sit here and uh, talk about a guy that you really only had a moment, relatively speaking, to spend time with, that must have been really tough. It's been, uh, it's one thing that's been nice is that it's all fresh to us. Yeah. You know what I mean? The, the stories we've never heard, We've there's obviously legendary stories that get oh, told yeah. as soon as you walk through the doors of the White House of Rock, but these uh, stories you've never heard before and uh, people you've just heard the name and uh, hearing them talk so well of a genuinely, that's the running theme here, genuinely, what a nice human being he was you know and that's and that's it wow uh thanks uh to all of you we have never done radio like this beforehand um we've been flying by the seat of our pants here i checked with my boss and is this okay he says paulie uh we're having such a great time listening to some of these old stories and and those of you are listening to the radio i know maybe you wanted to hear some music hey but today was a chance for us to have some fun as only Iron Mike would want us to have. Let's have a laugh. And um, it has been a great day because of that. I, I want to thank all the people who, who drove so far to be with us here today. And uh, some of our friends uh, from the past who have had a chance to call in. And uh, we played some fun music today. Um, the last song for Iron Mike Benson is coming up next. I'm, uh, I am left without any words. I don't think there is anything that I could add today that hasn't been said uh, by any of the great folks that uh, knew and loved Mike and worked with him over the years. And being the music director here, I always believe that sometimes you should just let the music do the talking for you. And I thought to end the show today that um, we'd let Iron Mike have the last word. And then I want you to listen to this song because the key line in the word uh, in the lyric here is, when they built you, brother, they broke the mold. Here's Iron Mike. I'm Iron Mike, and I am out. AMF, stay off the pipe, and don't forget to wipe. Peace out. See ya.